0: Welcome back to Ornate Stairwells, a podcast about movies. Um, I'm on. I'm joined as always by Neve.
1: It's Uh, not about movies.
0: No, we've decided to abandon our principles. Uh, We actually think that the uh, actors should work harder for less money and. for that reason, we're here to talk to you now about Ahsoka, the hot new Disney Plus
1: TV show. Uh, <laughs> friends, I'm sad to announce that uh, I am firing Autumn from Export Audio just Export Audio Network in general. You might say, do you have the power to do that? Autumn is one of the founders. You are not. Um, but I am.
0: Uh, so now I'm gonna be sitting here, and I'm gonna do a really minute-by-minute minute analysis of the deep themes going on in *Ahsoka*. Now available now on Disney Plus. <laughs> you know, because I, you know, what I really want to do with my time is just spend time, uh, you know, admiring the acting of Rosario Dawson, who's just a great person. From by all accounts, never heard a bad thing about. Uh, uh, the actress who's
1: now playing one of my favorite characters in all of Star Wars. <laughs> nanahachi is real, and Autumn is fired. <laughs> nanahachi is real. <laughs> Nana <Hachi> is real. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: Just the idea that I would go on here and be like, oh, Jesus.
1: Nana Hachi is real. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? It's over now. <laughs>
2: White on white, trans some black capes
1: Back on the rack <laughs> Bella Lugos is dead The bats have
2: left the bell tower The victims have been bled and velvet
1: lines The black box Bella goose is dead is dead. Finally, this is multiple There's
0: attempts. Second attempt. You know, don't be like, "Oh, multiple attempts." This is the second. So what second. happened
1: is I, I was in here like getting set up. You had to like run and do a couple more things. I couldn't find my water bottle. I yeah. still
0: haven't found my water bottle. I have a mug that I've mostly drank all the water from right now.
1: Um, and so I was just like. Well, first I was finishing up the game that I was doing of uh, Slay the Spire, so and I got I, that on sale.
0: I came in and started backseat backseat gaming because I love Slay the Spire. Yeah. And then I realized I was being obnoxious because you didn't want to learn how to play and optimally, I also,
1: and I also like already had ideas. Of, like you didn't know everything that I had in terms of relics. Yeah. So you yeah. were sometimes I you were giving me advice, and I was like, "You play this all the time." And then I was like, "No, it seems like bad advice." <laughs> <laughs> Because I have a different it wasn't <laughs> anyway. bad
0: advice. Uh, to be fair, I don't play I don't play Ironclad ever. I really only play Silent or um... Well, it was
1: my first time playing well, yeah. is Fire. I know.
0: I know. I know. You didn't anyway. want optimal play. You wanted to just learn how to play the game.
1: Anyway, I finished up. You had to go. And yeah, as
0: soon as you finished up, I was like I need to go poop right now.
1: Which is <laughs> So then I'm like <laughs> I don't know how long this is going to take. So I switched it over to desktop mode being like I'm probably not going to do the whole patch thing for Uda but I can at least like get the the web page up, like go to the Proton DB thing, like start figuring that out. At least like get my first foot into the door of doing that. And then you came in and was like, "I'm going to do Outrun. I'm going to install Outrun on your computer. Well, I'm going gonna... to go to some shady websites to find <laughs> no. the Windows version, not the right. PlayStation Two version that you played." Let me. Let me tell you the full story. And then you're like, hit record while I'm doing this. Which is that... You just vamp. (laughs) Neve. you just vamp while I just mess around on your Steam Deck. This will be great audio.
0: Okay, okay. (laughs) To be clear, I'm not the protagonist of this story. Everything you're saying is correct, and I was a dick. But you're also exaggerating.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What... What happened where, was where where is the exaggeration? <laughs>
0: <laughs> where is it? What happened was earlier tonight your your kid was like go away autumn and I'm like okay sure and I was like oh it would be so funny because it'll take me 5 minutes to install Outrun 2 on the on the Steam Deck now that I know how to do it because it took me like 20 before I knew how to do it you know it was not a very tough install So I was like, oh, it'd be so funny if like Nia finished putting her kid to bed and then she came back out and I was like, oh, I installed OutRun 2 on your Steam Deck (laughs) as a as a prank (laughs) question mark. Yeah. And then that fell apart. But then I kind of just got fixated on the idea. And I also I was like, we need to start recording. It's like almost 930. And so I was like, oh, whatever, just record and I'll install OutRun 2. And I was just fixating
1: for a minute. Um, anyway, but where did I exaggerate then in my, you're just making
0: me sound like a mustache twirling (laughs) villain when I was mildly over fixating on something.
1: (laughs) I'm just saying you did have me hit record and then we're just like, while I'm doing this on your steam deck. You just vamp.
0: (laughs) It was two minutes of bad audio that we deleted. Mm. Get over it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: anyway i'm neve this is autumn you're in the non-homophobia zone that's so true (laughs) um
0: uh, speaking of homophobia or wait
1: you're gonna say something about the chrono cross episode praise me
0: (laughs) well can i praise your bidet instead sure so i was at my dad's house last month and they got a bidet pretty recently i think they had a a couple months ago when I went there, but I didn't remember to use it. And his is like a a, a weird one where it, there's like a little wand to the side of the toilet. And so when I used his, I had to like poop and then kind of like stand up a little bit and like reach the wand under. No. And... <laughs> so I was like, this is terrible. Why do people like bidets? I had to like kind of squat over the toilet. It was a bad time. Your bidet, which you've had for most of the summer, I think. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Well, so there was a part where we went to Minnesota to see one of Emily's friends. Uh, and while they're like one of like Emily's friend has a bidet. Mm-hmm. And in that in them having it and being like, oh, yeah, it's actually not that hard to install. It's like not that expensive. Like mm-hmm. from that. Learned that Emily had been wanting a bidet for, like, years. Mm. Had been, like, looking into it and stuff. And I was like, we have the money to buy this. Just do it. (laughs) Um, And now I was just like, you know, Emily wants it. I'll get it. I'll use it. And then I was like, oh, this is pretty nice, actually. Yeah. And I know I don't poop at your
0: house all that often. Yeah. And when I do, I usually use the other bathroom.
1: Yeah, because there's, like, one in our, in our like, master bedroom. There's, like, yeah. a bath off of it.
0: Yeah, and I, the only time I'm in your master bedroom is when we're recording podcasts, and I don't, like, generally, um, my body is like, hmm, I'm in work mode right now. I will just hold my need to poop until after the podcast, you know? Yeah. Like, I'll get up and pee during podcasts, but generally my body is just like, I'm working, no poop right now. <laughs> So I just haven't had occasion to use your bidet, but you know, I was I was using your bidet, and it's just there was just a little knob next to the toilet. Yeah. There was a little spray angle lever too. I was like, yeah. damn, I didn't. It only I only
1: adjusted a little bit, but
0: I kind of just got my balls wet.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I adjusted it, and then I was like, I'm putting it right back. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I th- I think the adjustment is meant for if you got something else going on down there. I think that's yeah, what it's actually yeah. meant for. if
0: you're hard if you have got different hardware. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Cuz I've seen some where they put like it's like a little like lady thing next to it which I'm glad that this one is not extremely gendering all of that. But... Yeah.
0: But yeah, there was just a little mm. knob and I turned it and I was like this is so much better why would my dad
1: have this little magic wand bidet <laughs> yeah um now i go into work and i have to poop in the office and i'm like why is there not a bidet i <laughs> <laughs> just become one of these people i don't like talk about it on podcasts, but now you brought it up
0: well yeah i <laughs> i was like Hmm, it's a little TMI to talk about the bidet, but I wanted to talk about it. Oh, kind of bashful. I didn't know how to bring it up, and then like halfway through that conversation, I started talking about my balls. So whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so abnormal mapping. <laughs> abnormal mapping episode about Chrono Cross. Let's let's steer this ship a different direction. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's not as good as the Shenmu episode. I didn't bring in.
1: I didn't bring in the the tablet.
0: Well, I guess you'll just have to go get the tablet while I praise you so you won't hear it.
1: You you talk about it first, and then you vamp while I go get it. <laughs> <laughs> you can just pause it, and then you can install OutRun
0: while I'm running. <laughs> no, I I was just... um I've been listening to... Kind of through the month of October. Um, Haven't been posting about it much, because I... Last year, I did a big re-listen of... All of Abnormal Mapping. And through most of October, I've been, like, quietly re-listening to, like, most of Abnormal Mapping. I'm mostly just listening to... I, I think I started with episode 50, the KOTOR episode, so that's already, like... There's a bunch of really good episodes before that, but, like... <clears throat> um... Episode 50, the KOTOR episode, where they thought that was going to be the last episode of the podcast. They thought they were quitting Abnormal Mapping <laughs> after that episode. <laughs> um... Uh, that's not like when it gets good necessarily, but that's when it becomes like, that was like a couple months before I met the two of them. That's like around the time we became friends a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, like, that's just kind of when it becomes the abnormal mapping that I recognize. So anyway. I've been kinda of listening through there, skip a couple episodes here and there that I'm like, I don't I don't really need to hear the Hacknet episode again. The Hacknet episode's good. It's a good episode, but I I I don't care about Hacknet like that. Anyway, I got to the Chrono Cross episode yesterday, re-listened to that. Very good episode. I thought you did a very good job of weaving in your own memories and life experience of carrying Chrono Cross with you through the decades. Without it just coming out like, I like Chrono Cross because I'm nostalgic about it. You know, like you had actual legitimate like thematic readings of Chrono Cross that then tied in with. And this is a game that has lived with me for a very long time, um, <clears throat> and I think that's also you. You've been doing a similar thing with the Nana episodes of Ghost Divers. Do you know that we are. Best of Friends. And I'm not criticizing the Nana episodes of Ghost Divers in any way. They have been a little bit of endurance tests, because they're four hours long, and I'm very glad that you have (laughs) shortened the amount of manga that will be covered. Because I think that you have been doing extremely good work on the Nana episodes of Ghost Divers. Um, Like, I do really love the level of deep reading, like, page by page you are bringing to Nana. And that, like... It works in the context of y'all make it feel like it is worth that level of analysis. Like you are finding stuff in yeah. each page that that warrants the length. It's just that I want those le- that length to be split up over more episodes because the four hour episodes, y'all get tired. I get tired. I'm like, I have been, because also I usually listen to Puton right before I listen to Ghost Divers. And so then it's like, I have been listening to these MFs talk. All goddamn day, I'm going to go put on and Dia playing Gabriel Knight just to hear two different people speak.
1: <laughs> or not yeah. D- Gabriel Knight, Flower, Sun, and Rain. Uh- <laughs> I need to, it's just a, uh, I've been bad at, like, marking it as we go. Mm-hmm. And so I have to go back and re-listen to it. But I, I should go and put in the timestamps for when we start talking about individual chapters mm-hmm. so that people can, like... Listen to something else and then come back and like. Yeah, go to that. There's point.
0: there's like a a pause in there, but yeah, I think I think the the covering less Nana per episode will be a good move. Even if I'm a little sad, that it, I, we're in a weird spot where I really want to do the Berserk season. Um, and I th- I think I think because Connor doesn't know Berserk really, I think that'll be good for the season. Because if it was just you and me, like, you and me have been circling around the Berserk conversation and just kind of like, yeah, taste, what can you do? Um, I had a realization about myself this week, which is that the way M feels about jump buttons in video games, I think I feel about cool fights in comic books. I'm just like, <laughs> I just think that the fundamental property of a of a comic book is having cool fights in it. <laughs>
1: that's like so far from what i think is the fundamental thing about i know
0: i know i know (laughs) um and it's like yeah like obviously obviously there are millions upon millions upon millions of comic books that do not have cool fights that i love i did spend money i barely have on the giant octopus pie hardcover box set um well the the they're not hardcovers actually, but whatever. Um I spent $80 on that octopus pie box set, but the thing is it's worth it. And that's not a fight that's not a fighting comic. You know. Yeah. Um kind of lost track of what I was saying.
1: One of the things that I think and it's something that we try to highlight sometimes in Nana. We've mm-hmm. had some like moments where we've really discussed it. But I think it is really like powerful with comics is the fact that you have like multiple images. Mm. that are like happening mm. at different times but are on the same page. Yeah. Like in the the they're all happening concurrently when you view it.
0: Like a, like a a spatial montage. Yes. kind of.
1: Um and so there's just things where it's like you know, and we've read it before, so there's like a part where there's the concert and then me looking at the spread where where it's like Here's Ren seemingly looking at Nana and Hachi during the concert. And then his eyes dart away. But if you follow the path of the eyes, it's going to another panel where later they are looking at mm-hmm. Rara. But he is also looking at Rara within the, the what the yeah. page is. Yeah. 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 Um, um, and that like being a subtle thing that I don't know if you're necessarily the first time you read it immediately is supposed to be like, oh, he's looking at Rara. But that's the whole core tension of like Nana and Ren and Rayra.
0: Is
1: that he chose Rayra instead of Nana for like the person he's going to play music for?
0: Yeah. Um, Anyway, no, it's it's because as you started talking about the you know the juxtaposition sort of stuff, I was starting to think about the Kokuniki that we read for today, um, because I think that these final chapters and the whole series, frankly do that sort of thing very very well and then you started talking about one page of Nana and I'm like man Yaza'ai is just the fucking master yeah (laughs) um I mean okay the the actual thing more than a fight scene that I like in a comic book is a sense of movement in still images you know and I think that concept like ties into what you're talking about it's just that I grew up reading Marvel comics and so I express it in a very different way where I thought, I thought this week about that time that Wolverine gets thrown off a building into the sewers and then he's like, all right, motherfuckers, now it's my turn. <laughs> he doesn't say motherfuckers. Yeah. That was a code approved comic. <laughs> but... um, I
1: mean, that's the other. I, I, I generally don't like jump buttons in games. I don't like jumping in games. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not big on platformers like in general. Um but what i really like in the core of video games for me is just existing in an environment, moving around in an environment. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that can mean lots of different things. But that's like the core thing to a, a, a game to me is that there is like a world or a environment that you move through in some way. And that can include jumping. Mm-hmm. But also a lot of the stuff that's focused on jumping I sometimes find the world or the environment less interesting because so much of it is situated around what can you move... Like, what can you jump on? Uh-huh. Rather than, like, other ways that you interact with space. I, um... I, I like it when it's less about how do you move through the space itself and more, like, what is interacting with the space in other ways give you. but
0: Yeah. So, I... I have thoughts... From a bunch of different things that are going to tie in here. But I want to talk about Chrono Cross, and I have to, to go through a winding path to get to Chrono Cross here, if that's all right. Okay. At
1: some point, I do have to go get that. You the... you go get the, the thing. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to, like, miss out on part of what you're saying and not know. But, yeah, you know Stoves what, I'll... man. No. Or I... you can pause and install OutRun. Okay, I'll install OutRun. Pause it, though. I'm not pausing it. Are you just going to vamp while you install? Yeah, whatever, dude. (laughs) Fine.
0: Okay. How do we do this again? Nia's... Oh. I'm not connected to the network, so that's going to be an issue. Um... Maybe I'm not going to be able to pull this off right now. Well, listeners... It, okay, so if you want to install Outrun two thousand six, which you should, on your Steam Deck, you go go Google Outrun two thousand six PC port, find a website where you can download it, um, then go Google Outrun no CD patch. I found a kind of legit site for it yesterday. I don't remember where. I want to say I found it on a Reddit thread. There is a, like, extremely sketchy looking site, Game Burn World, that seems to have it, but I don't trust it. And basically, what you need to do is you need to go into, um, uh, what's it called? You need to go into the no CD patch, and there will be an EXE in there. You're going to copy that EXE from the no CD patch zip, you're going to when you download Outrun 2006 from whatever abandonware site you find, you're going to extract that. You're going to extract the no CD patch. You're going to copy the no CD patch um, exe from that folder and plop it into the Outrun 2006 folder, like the regular legit not-patched folder that you have. Um, And then from there, you just have to, like, set up Proton settings. There's, like, two good Reddit threads out there. Um, I tried to give, like, a quick five-minute explanation to the listener, because you're not connected to the network for some reason, and so it's not downloading.
1: Yeah, it does that sometimes. It does that sometimes. Not a big deal. Um, Probably have to switch back over to the... I don't know. It's, like... If one side is using the internet, it like fucks up with the other side. Yeah, that makes sense. So
0: <clears throat> um. I've been I've been in a gaming mode. Yeah. A lot. Been playing a lot of Persona 4. And I'm really enjoying Persona have 4. You, have
1: you caught up to where you were?
0: Yes. Yeah, so okay.
1: We haven't recorded since I lost those save files, have we? I don't think so. So I feel like it's been forever since we recorded because I I did two Ghost Divers in between because of the weird schedule. Yeah.
0: It's only been two weeks, I think, but it feels like a really long time. Yeah. So, since the last time we recorded, um, I had started the video game dungeon, basically. Void Quest. And then I was having troubles with Emudeck and I was mentally ill about it, and I was like, fuck this, I'm just gonna uninstall Deck, reinstall it, and that'll fix it. And I did not back up any of my saves from any of my games when I did that, and so I lost my Persona 4 saves. And so then it took me, like, 25 hours, even with fast forwarding, even with skipping through the dialogue, to get back to where I was. And then, now I am past where I was, I finished Void Quest, um... I'm getting near to the end of summer break, we all went to the festival together, I worked at Juness for a week, um, you know, um, but I'm, I, it's not, I'm in a weird spot with Persona 4, where I kind of just want to get through it a little quicker, you know, I'm just feeling the weight bear down on me, and partially be- that's because of my own foolishness and losing the saves, admittedly, you know? Yeah. But it's also, I think, even without that, I would just be like, man, I've been playing this game for a while, I want to mix it up a little bit. So, I played a bunch of We Love Katamari, I... I... I, 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 Oh, right, this was the thing. Is that the last time we had recorded, I had played through all of Katamari Damacy in one night and forgot to talk about it on the next episode. Yeah. And then I got... I'm a decent way into We Love Katamari. Um... Uh, which is somehow even better than Katamari Damacy, which is fucking crazy yep. to think about. We can talk more about Katamari. It's wild
1: how he made the like second best game ever, and then in like a little over a year, made the best game ever. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> um. So, um,
0: played a little. We love Katamari. We'd love to talk about that more in a second, but I just need to finish this long winding route. I had just needed a little Persona 4 break, and so I've been sampling other things. And I was—I did sample, like, the first hour of Chrono Cross, because I'd been thinking Chrono Cross might be my next big RPG, it's either that or Trails in the Sky, you know? So I sampled it, and I got two of the three
1: Crimson Scales, or whatever it is I need. Komodo.
0: Komodo Scales, on the the first
1: little, like, dungeon type thing you know and you thought that the one that you got for free from that one guy would count but it doesn't count so i i, I thought lena, I had, lena knows that you didn't get that one yourself
0: i had three and i was like okay well, i'm good to go to this beach yeah, you
1: got to give that one to yeah yeah um to the the boy and then the boy will give it to the girl and then you get yeah i forget if it's like a frame or something yeah whatever
0: um so anyway i i thought I had enough scales and I went to that little beach where she told me to meet her and I kind of just like got to the beach and no one was there and it was quiet and there was no music on the soundtrack so it was just the sounds of the waves rolling in Yeah, and I legit just stood on that beach and watched the the PS1 tides roll in and roll out Um, and I was immediately like I understand why Nia thinks this is the best game ever yeah. <laughs> it did all click into place in one <laughs> moment of like oh my god, Chrono Cross. I yeah. just stood on this beach for 10 minutes and it was one of the most profound experiences I've ever had gaming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you're going to get that scale and then you're going to go back and stand on that beach and then you're going to have a conversation with your, like, then-girlfriend who you're about to get whipped ar- uh, ripped away from being like, do you think we'll remember this in, like, 10 years? And you can be like, no, everything will be lost in the sands of time, <laughs> basically. <laughs> If you want to. Um, Or you can be like, of course, i will remember forever. And then later on, you're going to come back to that moment. And then you're going to think about... The
0: the beauty of the Chrono Cross episode of Abnormal Mapping is me... I know one thing about Chrono Cross. And it's who Kid is. Which, like, is technically an element of the plot of Chrono Cross... I don't feel like I actually know what that means in the context of Chrono Cross,
1: you know? Yeah. And then. I mean, it's and it's like an inciting thing that then leads to other,
0: yeah. And then, from listening to that episode, I learned a second thing about the plot of Chrono Cross, which is the Lynx stuff, which I didn't, yeah. despite having listened to this episode before, didn't really like make sense to me in any way, shape, or form before now, you know? Yeah, And now I'm like, okay, that's a second thing I know about Chrono Cross. I still... And I thought it was a really good critical discussion where I understood why all three of you loved Chrono Cross. Yeah. And also I still feel like there are so many more surprises in store for me. Because the, so much of the conversation is about like the experience of Chrono Cross rather yeah. than...
1: The thing is there's a lot of lore behind Chrono Cross that's tied to Chrono Trigger. Mhm. And there are people that will tell you that Chrono Cross is better if you pretend it's not a sequel. They are wrong. Mm-hmm. But also the experience of of playing Chrono Cross is so much of that lore is not so many games would like give you all the lore. They'd be like a big thing where they like super explain how everything connects. Chrono Cross just will like drip various things. That will be like, hey, here's this little thing. And then if you think about it, you can kind of figure out how they interrelate. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, there are some parts that are a little bit more lore dumpy, but it never like gets to that way where sometimes it's like you'll go into the big room and it just explains like, here's the whole thing about how all of this ties. Mm. Um, and even then, when you do get some of the more lore dumpy stuff, so much more of it about is like has been focused on the vibes and is about like... All this lore is happening, but what it means is there's these like weird expectations being put on you as the main character to like fix Chrono Trigger, mm-hmm. and you're like, why? <laughs> 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 um, um just Ex- extremely the loneliest game I've ever played.
0: Just to run down the list real quick, because I'm you've been in
1: kind of a gaming mode, from what I understand. Yeah, I mean. I I've just been busy with a lot of stuff too, so yeah, I haven't like been gaming that much. But mm-hmm. often when I have free time, I'm like, oh, I should game a little bit. I'm I'm in like like I've been kind of
0: gaming a little bit a lot too because I'm I'm deep into Persona Four, which is just a time sync type of thing. Um, I'm been playing a bunch of Outrun today because I installed that last night. Um, I've been playing. Some We Love Katamari. I'd like to be playing more We Love Katamari. I would love to talk a little bit more about We Love Katamari, but I'm trying to think, is there anything else I've been playing? I've been thinking about playing Silent Hill 3 a lot. I've been thinking about playing Resident Evil 2 Remake a lot. Um, There's a lot of things I'm thinking about playing right now. This is part of the, like... This is part of why I'm feeling a little constricted by Persona 4. It's because, like, I want to clear this game because I have eight other games I'm thinking about playing,
1: you know? um i I, just have a life where i don't have a bunch of time still so yeah and like some of the time has been i mean one i still feel like just going into the office two days a week has like changed my free nights because Mm. i mean i still have like you know sunday night i have some time but like i can't i have to be like in bed by 10 and i i can't maybe I like stay up until 11 mm-hmm. and that's like, Oh, whereas sometimes it's like, normally I should be in bed by 11. but Maybe I stay up until like 12 or 1230. Right. I kind of regret it, but I'm also working from home. And if I really need to take a nap in the middle of the day, that's my lunch, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Um But yeah, it's been like, I mean, I'm doing podcast reading stuff, um, working on my kid's costume, which I made a bunch of like, cause there's like, they're going as Link from Legend of Zelda and specifically the champion leathers from Tears of the Kingdom, because that's the only Zelda game that they have experience with, because it's the one that we played. Mm-hmm. You know, they watched me play, but talked constantly. Would would tell me what to do. Right. You know. Um And so, like, I made Chainmail to be like accent cause there's like a chainmail shirt that he's wearing underneath the like tunic. Uh huh for that design. And so it was like not doing a full shirt, but having stuff where it'd like look like there's a shirt by having it like be on the sleeves and the bottom and stuff. But the part that was around like the waist part, uh, was still just kind of too heavy. And it's like hard to put on because if you just try to loop it with thread, if it like turns where there's a little hole in the oh, ring, the whole thing, cause mold. I'm not like welding everything. Right. Or like soldering everything. So then yeah. it would fall through. So, You know, I have to put it on, like, a thicker ribbon or something, and then sew that and everything, and it was also just heavy. So I I made a bunch of chain mail that's then not even going to get incorporated into the costume, which, uh, I mean, Emily was like, I think we have to do this. And I was like, you just have to make the call, because I'm the one who spent, like, hours making that. So I'm not going to be like, yeah, let's just get rid of it. Yeah. (laughs) I will trust your call, but I have too much invested in that. So Yeah. I can't be the one to make the call. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I spent an entire night making mail and stuff, so I also just lost time to that. But. Yeah. Also, like my mother in law's been visiting because uh, so like Wednesday Emily had like a procedure um, where it, she just went under the like what was it sedated. it was outpatient yeah um, and when they sedate you. You just have to like have somebody drive you home. You can't. Yeah. They don't let you go without a person. Yeah, who's with you? Yeah. So I had to like take a day off work. I did some reading then, so that was nice. But mm-hmm. then it was like, you know, her mom then came to help out that night, uh, and then like my kid's been off for parent-teacher conference stuff, so um, has been helping out, and generally appreciate her being here but also she goes to bed earlier so it's mm-hmm. just weirder and harder for me yeah to like sit in the living room and you know just game or build gunplay or whatever yeah so all this stuff means that i feel like i don't have a lot of new stuff to talk about like i played a little bit more final fantasy 8 mm-hmm. um you know there's some stuff that i got that i want to play but yeah Played a little bit of Suica game. We talked about this on Longfire, which I guess is coming out after this, but What is that? The watermelon game. Suicide game. It's like you remember like threes in twenty forty eight or whatever? Yeah. I still play threes. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like that, but it's like these fruits. So it like starts with like a cherry, and then they combine and they turn into a strawberry, and then like strawberries turn into grape. Like, um I think it goes from like grape to orange to persimmon to I feel like there's something in between before you get to peach. It's like some sort of melon or something. But anyway, you're trying to build it up to get to like a watermelon. And then, and it's like, you're basically like dropping them. It It's like a 2D puzzle game. Mm-hmm. But you're like dropping it into like a glass box. And if it overflows, mm. then, you know, you lose the game. Right, right. And so it's sort of like one of those threes things where you're trying to get them to connect mm. and like do that to consolidate, consolidate and have, cause when they touch, they get, they turn into the bigger one. Um, but then because it's like round fruit, there's like kind of physics where you're like dropping it. And so like, maybe you have like two that are like, apart, oh. and then you're dropping one to try and like knock it. So it will go over into the other one. Or it whatever. almost
0: sounds like Puyo Puyo with physics.
1: It, I feel like it's more... I mean, 3s is is the closest because it is just like stuff continues to occupy space and it's just getting bigger. Yeah. Like, you combine it, but it also turns into something bigger. Right, because Puyo Puyo, they go away. Yeah. Okay, okay. Nothing ever goes away. You either... Like, if you just have two together, it just turns into a bigger but more consolidated thing. Okay. So... And then you're just trying to get them to all connect so you get a watermelon and I mean assuming at high level play you like have multiple watermelons or whatever. Mm. But um I've only ever managed to make one watermelon and not all the time.
0: I've only ever the the, the biggest tile I've ever gotten in threes is fifteen thirty six. And um I can't get it very consistently. Like Yeah. Uh, I I'm lucky if I can get to 768 in threes, and it's weird because I've been playing threes so long that I feel like I should be better at threes than I am,
1: you know. But yeah. whatever. The other thing is when they combine, there's like a little bit of like a force that goes out from it from the combining. Oh. So then sometimes. I mean, the thing that's frustrating is sometimes you're, like, getting stuff towards the top, and you're like, oh, if I get this, they can buy, and then, like, there'll be enough of a chain reaction that will be okay, but then it'll just, like, launch a cherry, like, out of the box, (laughs) and you're like, well, fuck. (laughs) So, I feel like there's more just random chance for sometimes you're like, well, fuck. But... Yeah. um, Yeah. So I played a little bit of that. I got it in part because, like, very cheap on Switch. Uh, there's also a free version you can do on the phone that's just like a web browser. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not as good. Every All of them are just completely round. So there's, like, no different shape stuff. Oh. And the physics are a little bit different. Yeah, okay. Um. So the Switch version is, is better, and it's, like, 2 or $3 or something. Okay. So I got it because it was fun. Uh, Emily's been playing a lot of it. Um, and then our, our toddler likes it, too. And I was like, I'll get it because, like, you know, encourage them to play, like, puzzle games and other stuff beyond just yeah. Smash Brothers all the time, which yeah is, like, fine in and of itself, but that's they're, often the, the only thing that they want to play. They're getting motor skills, and
0: they're getting wanting to say Mega Punch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, And it's also just, like, Doing random smash things. I'm Not that they aren't, like, improving at playing the game or whatever. But I feel like there's also this, like, desire that they have to, like... Especially in that, to just win all the time. Mm-hmm. So they're not, like, really testing themselves with the computers all the time. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. And, like, if you play, it's just gonna go better if you're on the same team. <laughs> if you do teams, you're on the same team. Because if you beat them, they're gonna be really upset about that.
0: Yeah. So... But it's also, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm just,
1: like, I'm older than you and I just know how to press the buttons better. Yeah. You know? Um, so also it's just like, learning how to lose gracefully is a a thing that you also have to learn as a kid. Yeah. Uh, but it's easier to practice with, like, a complete random chance board game, like the unicorn litter game or whatever. I will say, they were... We
0: were playing that Pokemon, they got a new Pokemon card game that's like a simplified version of the actual TCG, and we were playing a little bit of that today, and they were like a little sore about like when I beat one of their Pokemon, but they did, they didn't like throw a fit about it like I was maybe worried they were going to do, you know, they were like, oh, I don't want to put my Pokemon in the discard pile, but I guess I will, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, with them being home for two days this week. And Emily's mom being here, there's just been a lot of playing Mm -hmm. various stuff Um, and especially not video games because she doesn't really know video games. So yeah, it's been like card games, board games, various stuff like that. That's good. And I think um, she's been trying to work on like good sportsmanship. That's good. That's good. Yeah. But still tending towards the kid wins more often. Yeah.
0: There's also just like, you know. I do occasionally play poorly on purpose because I'm like, I can, I can see the, the four moves ahead where it's like, oh, if I do this instead of this, then that's going to snowball into kid wins game and whatever, you know, like we were playing Uno and I could have like skip, skip, reverse, skip, skip. And I, instead I just played four, you know? Yeah. Because I, I knew they had a four as their last card in their hand and then they could have won the game
1: by doing that. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean it's stuff that will come with time. But It'll come with time. I'm not worried about yeah. it. Truly, like, the big thing is just Smash Brothers is fun, but when it's like the only thing that they're playing. Yeah. The other just they're young enough that they're still learning about like how to control their body and not like even just do rough play. With people sometimes and stuff Mm. like that. And I feel like... Not that, like, violent video games make kids violent or whatever. But, like, if they're just playing games where it's just punching and hitting all the time, then... Yeah, I When they're not playing Smash Brothers, they still want to play in the form of punching and hitting. Yes. More often. Yes. Which is a thing that comes up sometimes. And, you know, Emily is less receptive to it. I will sometimes try to, like... That comes up, and then I try to, like, steer it more towards some of the Tai Chi stuff that I do, where, like, oh, this is more of, like, this defensive thing that I'm doing, so I'm, like, blocking moves or whatever, you know?
0: Yeah. But- uh, uh, earlier tonight, like, they they punched me once or twice, and I was like, oh, you surprised me with that one. Okay, please don't punch me again. You know, it's just, like, redirect the energy. Yeah. <clears throat> um... um. But, but, yeah, like, I, I certainly don't blame Emily for being like, no, don't fucking punch me. Yeah. <laughs> Not that, that she says it like that. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but, um, anyway. Yeah. But, no, I, I do agree that I notice days where they play Smash Bros, they're wanting to punch and kick more than days where they don't play it, you know? Yeah. So... Anyway, we love Katamari. Sure. Um We do. We do love Katamari. <laughs> uh so yeah, I played through all of Katamari Domacy in one night. Um Bandai Namco had a sale going on. Um Reroll was up on there for 750, and I played through all of Reroll on Switch. That was my first exposure to Domacy or Katamari was re-roll on switch loved that game bought re-roll on steam played through the whole game in one night on steam and was like you know M and jackson and nia on and always say that we love katamari is better than katamari damacy there's no way that's true that can't possibly be true yeah. it's katamari Domacy. it's the greatest game ever made They've got to be. They've got to be second, crazy.
1: It's the second greatest game ever made. It's
0: the second greatest <laughs> game ever made. Holy shit, dude! We love Katamari. Yeah, like the level design is just fucking superlative, and um, like just the the, the introduction of like there's new conditions, there's new win states, there's new lose states, there's new like you know. Stuff you're supposed to collect is just really fucking good. Yeah. And it just adds so much to Katamari and to Katamari that I was just like, I didn't think you could add to Katamari. I yeah. thought that I was content just to roll, but now that you have added more stuff, I'm like, oh Katamari Domacy, that's a baby game. <laughs> You just roll in that game. You're not like, I'm trying to roll enough wood to be able to light the fire, you know? Yeah. And I can't roll into water because that'll put my fire out. Or the the one that made me fucking lose it is the fucking outrun stage where you're on a racetrack and so you're just zooming.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're like, because con- there's that thing where if you like move the sticks back and forth, you're like... Uh-huh. Speed it up, yeah, and you're yeah. just like constantly doing that. Yeah, yeah, it's just the, the you don't constantly have to do the thumbstick movement, but it's constantly it's at that speed.
0: The, yeah. the the king is like you're on a racetrack, so you're going fast this time, and then it goes three, two, and you just keep one, fucking launching off of shit. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's so fucking good. Um, yeah i I just think We Love Katamari is fucking phenomenal. Um and also the menus are way better uh which actually matters <laughs> yeah you know as often as you interface with the menus in that game the fact that the menus are better in we love katamari really fucking matters um i have been playing that on the ps2 emulator i definitely said this on a podcast somewhere but mm. if people know if reroll maybe i talked about it on journal i don't oh. know if people know if the we love katamari remaster doesn't have loading screens. Let me know cuz that might push me into buying the the We Love Katamari re-roll because going from Katamari Damacy re-roll where there are no loading screens in the middle of an epi- in the middle of a level to We Love Katamari for PS2 where when you get big enough to sort of enter the next act of a level, you know? There's a little loading screen where the King of All Cosmos talks to you for a bit. And I'm just like, this is so, this is taking forever. I want to be rolling.
1: Why am I not rolling right now? So King if all, the King of All Cosmos has to talk to you. Yes <laughs> to stop you and talk to you.
0: So if if we love Katamari, Reroll removes not not like the King of All Cosmos coming to talk to me for a second is fine but because of the ps2 games those loading screens like he'll finish talking to me and then we'll both be kind of staring at each other for five more yeah. seconds so if i can if i
1: can skip that being the son of a dad is awkward sometimes
0: <laughs> if i could skip that that would be lovely if i can't skip that no
1: you can't skip having a dad
0: <laughs> i wish i could oh, man i wish i could yeah I really especially
1: wish you could <laughs>
0: What could she mean by this? What could that possibly mean? No one knows.
1: <laughs> no one can say. I just think if you could skip having a dad <laughs> it would it would generally help out your life. <laughs> With the loading screens.
0: With the loading screens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst part is driving to Michigan and it's a fucking loading screen all way all the along the highway. Yeah. Um the other game I've been playing Outrun 2006. Okay, so the thing is that this is not my first time playing Outrun, right? Yeah. I played it on the um PS3 running the PS2 version, right? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know why everybody likes this game so much. It's really hard to drift in this game. I don't understand the mechanics. And I don't know what was going on there when I was playing it on the PS3. But I think there was just something wonky with the controls that just, like, wasn't working. Because drifting is incredibly easy in OutRun. It's (laughs) it's the easiest thing in the world. Sometimes I'm drifting too much, (laughs) you know? Um, And so, yeah, I, I... I g- installed the Outrun PC port on um, uh, my Steam Deck last night, and um, Outrun is the greatest fucking video game ever
1: made. I mean, it's the third best.
0: It's the third best video
1: game ever made.
0: <laughs> I, oh, I know, I know. Why I installed it. It's because I was listening to the Shinmu ab- abnormal mapping, and I was I wasn't even thinking about how it's the same designer as Outrun. What I was thinking about is Sega Blue Skies. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Just like, you know, I was thinking about Sonic Adventure 2, and I was like, yeah, I should give OutRun another shot. And um, yeah, I don't know what the difference is. It's probably probably some user error where I accidentally mapped, like, Accelerate to the wrong thing on the PS3 version or whatever. But yeah, I, I, I've got it all down in the PC version now, and um, holy shit, OutRun's good. Yeah. Holy
1: shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I really associate, like... I love racing games, um, but I associate them really strongly with, like, actually going to an arcade. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's ones that I'll play at home and stuff, but, like, especially my favorite race is, like, Outrun. W- w- fucking love playing Outrun in an arcade. Mm-hmm. Uh, initial D. I have an Initial D card in my wallet in case I ever see an Initial D, like... <laughs> <laughs> you're Arcade just, thing.
0: You're just walking around, and you just see an Initial D co- machine. I mean, sometimes
1: sometimes I would go to um, what is it? Not the Sega owned like Dave and Buster's thing. I don't think it's oh, Dave and Buster's. Oh, I don't know. Um, I didn't know that Sega did the uh Initial D game. I mean, they have it there. Oh, okay. I think they have some non-SEGA stuff, but okay. they also may have somehow been involved. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. I I have... Daytona USA. Classic Day-tona.
0: arcade. Daytona! Let's go away. Daytona USA is kind of the only arcade racing game that i <laughs> 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 Daytona USA is kind of the only racing game that I played in an arcade a good amount. When When I was... So, uh, when I was growing up, there weren't a lot of arcades around but the movie theater had arcade machines Mm. the bowling alley had arcade machines yeah and the stuff that was there were a couple racing things but because racing ones were big and bulky they didn't they weren't they didn't really have as many racing machines as they would have like the light gun games because the light gun games took up less space or um you Speaking know, of light gun, you beat them you know, ups.
1: Do you know about Lucky and Wild?
0: Um, no, I don't. Lucky and Wild fucking rules. Um, um, let me see oh, I do know about Lucky and Wild. Yeah, oh, yeah. this game fucking rocks. Uh,
1: so, for those who don't know. This game is fucking... Oh, man, Play, this game player fucking Player one slammed. has a steering wheel. Yeah. And a like light gun. Player two has another light gun. Yeah. And you like sit next to each other and it's like... You driving around like shooting? Yeah, this game fucking slams, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's less racing because it's more like just moving back and forth, right, through like a sort of light gun mm-hmm. thing. But it's it's still my favorite light gun game. Yeah,
0: um, we had a ton of Time Crisis. We had a ton of uh, deer hunting shit because yeah. you know it was Missouri. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I my. Like, racing games, I like my favorite racing games of my life have been like Crash Team Racing because um, I played the time trials by myself a ton. You know, that Crash Team Racing was a game that I played with friends, but like I played the time trials by myself all the time. Um, Burnout Paradise, you know, that is, you know, for many people, like their first online racing game sort of deal i didn't have my xbox hooked up to the internet because my dad didn't want me to play games online and so burnout paradise was a single player game to me and burnout paradise is like still a game i have on the xbox at our house because it's just like a comfort food i can just boot it up anytime ridge racer 7 is sort of the same thing um And, you know, now maybe Outrun is this for the Steam Deck. Um, but like, yeah, my, my experience of racing games is very much like, ooh, I'm just gonna get cozy under some blankets. You know, I'm gonna just, it's, I don't, I don't really like, um, racing in a lot of racing games I like time travel trials I like it's me against the track more than me against the racers um, which is why outrun is hitting so hard because it has a lot of very different stuff you can do you can race against guys you can race to impress your girlfriend you can just drive because driving is fun you know yeah um it's really nice um uh I do I don't remember if the pc port of Outrun 2006 has the thing where you can unlock original ass Outrun in there. I guess I don't need that because I could just, you know, MAME can run original Outrun. Yeah. I do know I can unlock, um, the Outrun music as I go along. Like I can get, you know, the original tunes, which I'm really excited to do because they have some really good versions of those in Outrun 2006, but I do want to just, um, like unlock the original tunes and just hear the I did that I lost the melody there at the end
1: yeah what are you looking at Road Blaster what's this Um. so Road Blaster it wasn't it's like the best FMV game mm-hmm. ever Uh, where it's an anime FMV game about you driving around in a car okay Um, and like fighting bad guys Uh, it fucking rules to you You know, this is a Sega CD game, you say? Um, yeah, I think so.
0: There's another Sega CD game about driving around in cars and beating up bad guys, and it's a little number called Batman the Animated Series, (laughs) the video game. (laughs) Um, Um, and the cutscenes for that game are really good. Playing that game?
1: Not so much. (laughs) Uh, playing Roblaster Rules. Um... (laughs) It's, it's genuinely like a, a fantastic FMV game um, but it's like faintly coming through the headphones okay
0: I'm gonna move these headphones away from um, the microphone yeah it's oh um, I could just put the headphones on actually yeah you could just listen to the that's what you were trying to indicate to me ooh yeah <laughs>
1: this, this game rules. I don't know why YouTube's being so weird, but
0: Kenshiro vibes as he's putting on his yeah. gloves there.
1: Um. Anyway,
0: fucking love for blaster. Um. You know what else I played a little bit of today? What? I played a little R four. Did you ever get into R four? R four D S.
1: R four D S. Oh, Revelation the R4 cartridge.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean the fourth Ridge Racer game.
1: Yeah, I played a little bit of Ridge Racer.
0: I I understand why R4 is a beloved classic. I'm not saying that R4 isn't an incredible game. I booted it up today, and I'm like, it doesn't have it like Ridge Racer 7 does. Just It's just not the same. Which is, it feels really stupid to be like, man, Ridge Racer 4... Baby shit. Ridge Racer set. I feel... I feel... <coughs> like an asshole every time I... Every time the feeling comes up. But I just... I was playing... The other thing <coughs> is... I played, like, two tracks of Ridge Racer 4. And Ridge Racer 4 doesn't have it like OutRun does, either. Is the yeah. other thing. Um,
1: That's the real thing. Yeah. OutRun just fucking rules. Yeah.
0: I, I... I did... I shouldn't even talk about this, because... The... This isn't happening, but I did briefly fantasize about, like, what if M and I just never went back to doing Gotham City Limits and instead we did a, like, once every two months game club podcast where we just talked about, like, arcade games? Yeah. <laughs> or just, like, we just talked about, like, racing games or something. <laughs> um, I'm not saying Gotham City Limits is canceled. I am saying that, like, I just don't I don't have... The strike will end and I just don't know that I'm, like, want to go watch Superman right now. You know? Yeah. So, I shouldn't be talking about any of this, but whatever. You're an hour into the non-homophobia zone. You're you're cool. You understand that, like, I go from project to project willy-nilly, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I start and end a lot of projects, and I feel kind of bad about it sometimes. I wish that I didn't <laughs> drop as many projects as I do, but also... I'm doing this to have fun with my friends, and I am having a lot of fun with my friends recording these podcasts. Uh, the only, the only actual concern is that uh, I want more people to listen to this, and I feel like part part of the thing I need to do to get more people to listen to this is stick with a project for more than two weeks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, you are gonna have to watch another Miyazaki movie. <sighs>
0: you know what, I don't want to talk about Ikoku Niki anymore, I need to go lay down. (laughs) I've seen so many tweets this week about how it's a masterpiece. Oh, Miyazaki, he's done it again. I bet he fucking has. You know what, I bet he has done it again. (laughs) You're right about one thing, Master.
1: Um, Yeah. Well, that was the podcast. Thanks. I, for ge- I, my... I was
0: joking, but I do ge- I did genuinely feel all joy leave my body. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to play this up for effect. And then I was like, okay, I got to psych myself up to talk about Ukoku Nikki now. And then I was like, I don't want to talk. I genuinely got so upset about Miyazaki making another
1: movie. Yeah. Oh, did we talk about what we're doing next time? Um, I think we, like, briefly mentioned it. Maybe. I don't remember. In case we haven't, you're
0: listening to episode 99 of Ornate Stairwells right now. You probably, you might have seen that in the podcatcher. You might not have. It's episode
1: 99. Because I'm, like, titling it uh, Anonymophobia Zone, whatever number it is.
0: Yeah. This is the 99th episode of Ornate Stairwells. I guess it's the 100th if you count that one VoIP life. Yeah. I don't count it. It's not a numbered one. It's not a numbered one. There's... Have we ever... We've done a couple other bonus episodes that aren't counted, maybe. Mm,
1: I don't think so. I feel...
0: There's like some... We've done some bonus episodes, but I guess they're probably all numbered. That's probably the only yeah. non numbered episode of this podcast. We've n- we've
1: numbered the ones where it's like, ah, uh, we didn't have a main movie this time, but we still talked about other stuff or whatever. Yeah. Um So for episode one hundred of
0: Ornate Stairwells, which that's sinking in for the first time really. Like we've been making plans for episode one hundred, but like it's been over text. We haven't talked about it in yeah. person. We've made a... We're about to make our 100th episode, episode of this.
1: Episode 100!
0: we Holy shit, dude! Yeah. 100 episodes of Ornate Stairwells! Hell yeah! Yeah. I'm proud of us! Um... So, generally, when we want to celebrate special occasions on this podcast, we have been revisiting movies from right before the podcast started. <laughs>
1: you know i guess so
0: we 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 rounded out our first year of this podcast with doing like uh uh battle without two and the third man and the third man um which were episodes that like you know we were going to do our first episode about the third man and then we just decided to put it off by a week you know um for some reason, all our Celebration episodes are around... We did Sonatine um, as well,
1: which we watched. Yeah. I mean, we weren't going to do an episode about it at the time because I talked about it on another podcast, but I'm yeah, still wanted to do it here.
0: Um, And so we are once again going back to the well of covering movies that we watched right before this podcast started.
1: Although, did we ever watch Perfect Blue
0: or was it just... No, no, no. So... For episode 100, we'll be doing Perfect Blue. I think we did talk about this last time, because yeah. I was like, listen, right? Because I was like, oh, the strike will probably be over in a week or two anyway. Uh, and then and I, I was
1: like, literally, literally hopeful, but I'm not going to like pop your bubble right now. And
0: literally, we walked out of that recording, and I saw that the day before we had recorded, SAG-AFTRA <laughs> went to the table, <laughs> and the AMT, PTP had shot them down. And then <laughs> if I had just looked <laughs> at some of my friends' retweets, I would have seen that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, it is what it is. Perfect Blue is not Struck work, and it's episode 100. I, I want to flex the rules a little bit. Um, we won't be talking about any other movies. We won't be talking about any other movies. I watched a Struck movie, not talking about it. Um. It was mid. It was mid. The people who know what movie I watched, they're probably like, how do you think that's mid? But it's mid. Anyway,
1: you you didn't grow up watching it, so
0: yeah, I grew up watching a different movie by that director that I like more. Yeah. That's that's the long and short of it. Is if I had watched this one instead, I'd like this one. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway. Um. So yeah, I, I, it certainly seems like after Perfect Blue, we will probably do. We talked about Rose of Versailles. We're probably not going to do it because yeah. it's on GGP. We talked about Poe Clan. I don't know that I want to cover Poe Clan. I just want to recommend it to you, the listener, and to you, Nia. Um, uh, we talked about Kazeitoki no Uta, but I don't think that's what our heart's in. And so I think we're probably going to do Master Margarita. Yeah, we might. I don't know. I mean, people can always send in send suggestions. In, send in and, suggestions, yeah. please. Send in
1: questions for episode 100. We'll officially announce whatever <laughs> we're doing next time. Yeah. Um. Obviously, when you send in questions for episode 100, don't make them about struck movies or related in some way to struck movies. I yeah, guess.
0: that's kind of a bummer, is that we yeah. won't be able to answer movie questions.
1: I mean, that's I, the big thing, is that it's just like, for episode 100, we feel like we should do a movie. That's what this podcast is. Yeah. And so, Perfect Blue is, watch it. W-
0: watching a movie did just kind of make me sad a little bit, because I was like, man... I'd kind of miss movies. I'm like, I'm enjoying being in gamer mode because it's kind of like more relaxing to me than right now, Then I feel like when I watch a movie, I have to be attentive and critical and stuff. That's not true. I watched this movie earlier this week and I was just like, oh yeah, movies happening, lights and sounds. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't being critical of this movie in any way, shape or form. Um, but I just kind of like, I miss it, but I just feel like I'm going to have to like really put my back into pushing the boulder up the hill the first time once the, once the strike ends, like once, once the strike ends and we can go back to watching movies, I'm going to have to like get myself into movie mode. And so I'm excited to watch Perfect Blue is just a like, you know, little, little warm up. Little, little, you know, stretching a little bit just to keep the muscles limber of talking about movies. Um, we are, we didn't say.
1: Are are we watching it with the Narissa Ravencroft?
0: Do you want to watch it with Narissa Ravencroft?
1: So the other thing here is, I was just going to watch along with the like Narissa Ravencroft thing with just like the dub while I was at work, and mm-hmm. you were like, "Oh, well we should watch it together."
0: And I just meant Perfect Blue. Yeah. But you interpreted that as that you, me, and Nerissa Ravencroft were all going to watch Perfect Blue together. And I was like, <laughs> okay, sure.
1: <laughs> I'm did- I'm still just trying to figure out, do I need to save watching it with Nerissa Ravencroft so that I'm- we're watching it together with Nerissa Ravencroft?
0: I guess we will watch it with Nerissa <laughs> <Okay>. Ravencroft. <laughs> I guess that's what we are committing to right now on this podcast. I don't think it will come up. I, I don't think I'm going to be sitting on episode 100 being like, and then she told this really funny joke. <laughs> but I guess that will be sort of the background radiation. Yeah. It's the, we didn't... We didn't. I'm sure I've told this story on this podcast a dozen times, but it was my birthday of 2021 I think twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. Twenty, because at the end of twenty twenty, you and me were sort of starting to become friends again after having not talked to each other for a while, while you were getting crushed under your legal job. You know, we were. No, we, that would have
1: been t- twenty nineteen.
0: No, because I remember the apartment I was living in. I moved into in twenty twenty. Okay. So so we were friends. In, like, 2017, 2018.
1: But when I was crushed under my legal job, that would have been before 2019.
0: But but we just didn't reconnect for a while until yeah. after you got to... Mc-
1: whatever. Anyway. I work we- for McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> um, we... I,
0: I do I do remember, just based on timing things out in my head, we sort of started becoming friends again in twenty late 2020... Around my birthday in 2021, I'm like, oh, I don't like, I don't watch as many movies as I used to. I want to start getting in the habit of watching movies. I know Nia likes Perfect Blue. I'll watch Perfect Blue. And that was like, sort of the impetus to you and me being like, hey, we should just hang out and watch movies sometimes. Because like, I was just like, yeah, I watched Perfect Blue by myself and it was great. And I was like, I wish I had a friend to watch movies with. And then. 100 episodes of a podcast happened yeah. somehow.
1: <laughs> I was like, I wish I had a friend to watch movies with. <laughs> yeah. And then like a week later, we are like, wait a minute.
0: <laughs> um. So yeah, it'll be nice to sort of like episode 100 go back to the movie that really, really, really started it all. Yeah, Star yeah. Wars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Such a shame they never made another one of those. <laughs> That's my favorite Letterboxd review, because I think a lot of people read it, and they think that the joke is that they did make more of those, and the joke is that they didn't make more of Star Wars 1977. They did not. Oh my god. They made Empire Strikes Back, and then they made more Empire Strikes Backs. You're
0: supposed to be on the Export Audio
1: Holiday Special this year. Yeah. Can we not talk? Is the Star
0: Wars Holiday Special struck work?
1: But it so it was for TV. But mm T V still those, those are SAG AFTRA actors. Because yeah. it's it's not anime rules is where TV is fine. But like but Mark Hamill is, is in yeah. the Star Wars Dude, can we
0: not do the the export audio holiday special this year? Aw oh, shucks. No <laughs> <laughs> fuck you we're recording it and then putting it in a can and dropping it in february when the strike ends
1: guess i'll just never see that no Wookie you're watching it joi video <laughs> you're watching
0: the Wookiee joi video god damn it
1: <laughs> you're, wh- you're whipping and stirring. Oh. Whip, whip, stir. Oh, what, a, what a shame. <laughs> I'm going to have to do it next year. We're going to have to wait another year. And then it'll be even longer before we run out of people to do it, before Em asked to do it. And so, so long, friends. Struck work.
0: <laughs> oh, damn. I can't sing the.
1: I also don't know what you're singing because I have not. I I've heard so many details of this, but I do not there's no image associated to any
0: I can see it all so clearly in my mind. I could conjure up any frame of the Star Wars Holiday special on command. Ask me anything, it's all right here. Steel trap
1: Man Alright, I think I think we've we've warmed up now where we can do a kokanic. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: need to text Nor I need to text the group chat real quick, being like, are we not allowed to do the Star Wars holiday special this year?
1: Oh shucks. You don't want M to just hear that? Learn through hearing <laughs> it. Fine. <laughs> <coughs> text your wife separately.
0: Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna get up and refill my water and then um
1: Oh, I have to vamp now.
0: Yeah, I'll be gone for like five seconds.
1: Wow. Um Yeah. I genuinely do feel like I just what? I have realized there is
0: a, a small chance that your mother in law is asleep in the living room right now. Yeah.
1: So it's I'm just not gonna get this water. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, you could just drink tap water from, like, our bathroom, but... I I, I just... Okay.
0: I have I have weird anxieties around waking people up. Yeah. It's not, like, based on anything. It's not like, oh, one time I woke somebody up and then they got hit by a car and I was traumatized ever since. It's just, like, I have weird anxiety about it. And so... Um... Ikokuniki? Ikokuniki. Ikokuniki. Um, I fucking cried at this ending. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Um, uh, I did notes again. Oh, thank God.
0: So, let's see. Very breezy read, I must say.
1: Yeah. That's not the notes. That was the order for Culver's.
0: (laughs) Um, okay. I was thinking, I was like, those are not very many notes,
1: but okay. (laughs) So, page 46. Um... Asa doesn't know what to write for her post-graduation plans, although people continue to suggest she pursue singing. She talks with Chio, who says she is going to continue to pursue the future she wants, even if it's a not-okay future, where she will have to deal with sexism and other issues. She tells Asa that when she first went to see Asa perform, she didn't see the point, but in the end, it seemed to have given her hope that small things can bring change over time. Um, this is emotionally affecting for Asa because that's also like what she was hoping in the moment. um Asa continues to wonder if she is vacuous like her dad, and if maybe he would have been the only one to understand how she is feeling right now. This
0: chapter's really fucking good, yeah, it is a little bummer that this is the last time Chio appears in the series yeah you know, i I thought this was building to something more with chio in the end. And it may be because it was the first chapter that we read for this week, sort of set me up to expect the wrong things with Chio mattering more in the ending of the series, you know, yeah, um but but it, it this is a f- fitting send off for this character. This is a really good conversation for these two to have as they sort of like you know presumably continue to be friends over this last year of high school. You know this sort of thing. Um, we see Asa's entire third year of high school in ten chapters, which is
1: yeah. If there is this, there's this like weird energy where it feels like uh, it was doing really well, and so there's like all these plot lines being developed, and then it just feels like it ended su- more suddenly than expected yeah. or something.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it feels like the last two volumes, it was like oh, this feels like it's the first stages of this is going to run
1: for 30 volumes. Yeah, or, or and even then, just, like, you know, 12 or something. Yeah. and, and I, then these, I guess it ran for, what, 11? Like, you know, 16 volumes or something.
0: Yeah. These, these volumes, it's a very good ending, but it does feel like a sort of rushed ending, and it's weird because it does feel like a seemingly is a big success, you know? Like, Volume 11 ends with, uh, like, all this stuff about the movie getting greenlit. You know? Stuff like that. Um, I'd be curious around the production history there. It's not, you know, doesn't break the book. I do think it ends well regardless, but it's weird.
1: Um.
0: Um, and yeah, I thought this, like, feeling of... Asa feels like she is a vacuous person, and that's the way that she connects to, um uh her dad is i i thought was an interesting wrinkle you know yeah
1: um especially because i don't see her as a vacuous person yeah <sighs> um but i think there's like that is coming up in all of her fears around like not really knowing what she wants to do with her future Uh uh-huh. you know um even though i think she's like far more connected to people and cares about people uh-huh. And is, like, doing all these other sorts of things, whereas, like, her father seemed to be, like, very disconnected from everything. Yeah. Her problem... I, I, I think the thing that was especially, like, impactful for me with it, though, was that, like, I don't think she's as vacuous as her father. Yeah. But there I think there's still a certain truth of, like, if he was still around, maybe this would be the person where I could talk about this feeling with with him Mm -hmm. and he would understand the way that other people don't yeah because like everybody else around me kind of has this sense of like what they want to do or you know are adults that have like picked a career or whatever yeah
0: she struggles with like the concept of purpose in life you know yeah in a way that like you know emery does not you know yeah. Even Emily, who doesn't seem to be like, I'm going to go be a doctor. You know, she doesn't have a specific goal, but she's like, you know, is fine moving through the motions of life, is excited to move into the future in a way that, like, Asa is more trepidatious about. Yeah. Um, um,
1: I don't know if you had other big stuff here, but. No. I did really like Chiyo as a character. Yeah. Um, again, wish there was more time. Also, that chap like... Uh, that chapter's
0: hella gay, too. Yeah. Which maybe just set me up for expecting the wrong thing from the ending. Yeah. You know? And
1: and 46 also, like, th- this chapter does the most, too, to, like, make it explicit the, like, she is drawn, like, Machio for a reason. Yes. There are ways that they're, like... Yes. Um, But, uh, I had to, like, flip through... I don't know if you want to have yours open too in case you want to look at stuff. Well, itself, my
0: but... the problem is that oh you. Yeah.
1: I have mine set to delete chapters after
0: I finish reading them because that's okay. just a good setting to have for most things I read, but not this one specific yeah. thing. So, um, but yeah, your your CBZ for whatever reason put forty seven point five instead of in front of forty seven again. Yeah, which like I it just did with, find weird. and yeah. annoying.
1: But anyway, um. Page 47, Asa performs, and Makio, Michi, Emery, and Emery's girlfriend Shoko are in attendance. Notably, Emery is still not out to Michi, her mom. Yeah. But it, Shoko's there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had this moment when I read that being like, did something happen here? And then later it comes up, that like, no. Yeah. So, yeah. They're just good friends. Yeah. Just really good friends. Uh, when Asa asked Makio if high school is the peak of life, Makio remembers her own high school years where she first publicly wrote something in the form of a play for the drama club and also her uh, difficulty focusing and her issues with her sister. So there's like parts where she's like often not paying attention to stuff mm-hmm. or like missing out on things that are coming up. And we get like a little bit more of like the tension with her sister. Mm-hmm. And she started thinking about all of this stuff with high this school is, it, or we're getting a flashback and she's not thinking about it i don't know
0: yeah it, this and 48 are running together in my head is this like the explicit flashback chapter with the like i'm gonna kill you stuff or is that 48
1: um i think this i think this is the exploit i mean this is the one where you see like okay makio uh um, okay
0: yeah, yeah 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 yeah, this is the one I'm
1: looking looking more like asa than ever yes in, the, in this chapter Yes. Um, um, yeah. And then in the present, she tells Asa uh, that she forgets a little more of it every year, the good and the bad. Um, It's really interesting because this sets up
0: a story that doesn't end up getting developed that, like, Asa's mother had health issues of some kind as a very young person. That, like, yeah. Asa's mother was in the hospital. I think a some lot. of that
1: also comes up in, in the. 48? Yeah, or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that also comes up in 48. And
0: it's interesting because that also doesn't go anywhere, and that feels like a very satisfying hanging thread of, like... Especially with the way this is all going to end, that, like, you know... It's not like Makio is going to wake up one day and, and have this traumatic past with her, her sister be resolved, you yeah. know? Um, and so... The way that this just gets set up and left dangling actually feels like a really, like, fitting conclusion to, like, we get a little more hint of the stuff in Makio and and Kodai's past. (laughs) Makio and her sister's past. Um, But we don't, it doesn't have to be, um, you know... It doesn't have to be, like, fully, like, explored every inch of everything. And especially with it being tied into...
1: Makyo doesn't really remember her sister being in the hospital much. Yeah, was... this comes up in 48, which... 48, I feel like we get the most perspective from, like, her sister, Asa's mother. yeah Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. Whereas this is more Machias perspective, kind of... Um... We also, in a thing that, like, feels even more like setting up a connection with Chia that she's not going to be developed. Like, there's a part where she's like, I want to die or whatever. Mm. Um, stuff like that, which is not really stuff that she had talked about. Yeah. When that had come up with, like, Asa. Yeah. Um, But. You know, we don't get, like, last time she mentioned
0: um, that a friend of hers committed suicide. And, like, we don't get any more insight into that. Yeah. But, like, you know. Makio is a teenager in the early 2000s when, you know, like, suicide was, like, an epidemic. Yeah. Might might still be. I don't know, to be honest.
1: The other thing uh, that I thought was, like, interesting in this chapter is there's the part where uh, Makio's, like, filled something out, and it's, like, uh, message regarding class equipment, none in particular. Something that interested you regarding lessons, none in particular. Uh, Like, message to your homeroom teacher, none in particular. Other, none in particular. And mm-hmm. this, like, felt also like... No, Makio would also potentially be able to understand some of Asa's, like... Mm-hmm. Feelings of vacuous or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um.
0: But. Um. But, like... Man, I just thought of... I just thought of the end of this book again, and I started welling up.
1: <laughs> um... Deep breath. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that chapter in particular was, was uh like, that 40, 47 in particular mm-hmm. was really focused on the, like, her writing for the, the school drama club. Yeah. For yeah. For the first time. Because then when we get more of that developed from the other side with her sister. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah. Okay. So let's talk so, about yeah. 47 and a half, and then we'll talk about, like, the sister's side of things a little bit. Yeah. This Um, is sweet. This is so sweet. This is like, this is everything that this book does good in microcosm. Um, I feel like we've had a lot of chapters that are like 47.5. And so it's not special, necessarily, but it's still really special in that it is well done. Yeah. I'll allow
1: you to summarize it. Sorry. Um... Emery and Shoko meet at... We have Starbucks at home. (laughs) (laughs) Aft bucks. Aft coffee. Yeah, aft coffee. Um, Aft period coffee. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they talk about their fears and dreams for university. They also say that they should get... uh, Or that they should go to this coffee shop again in 15 years. And we get another glimpse at maybe future Emery meeting with Shoko. Yeah. I feel like the ending confirms that some of the stuff is actual... Yeah, actual future. Yeah. stuff. Um. Also, as I know, uh, Emery has the exact same noise canceling headphones that I do. <laughs> I just saw this and I was like, that, that, that shape is the shape that that's you that's my fucking head headphones.
0: Oh yeah, that is the case that you wear too, or the yeah. case that yours go in. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. This is just sweet. Um. Uh, literally, Emery is like clingy and is like well i want us to have the same major so that we can hang out all the time and
1: shoko is like like, i was thinking about like we decided that we wanted to go to the same university so that we're like not apart but then i was thinking about like if you have one major and then i have the other major then like i'm still gonna feel lonely so i'm gonna see you like hanging out with like the people in your major and i'm gonna be the people in my major um and so I just am still going to feel lonely because also part of what she's talking about is this like weird divide that's happened between her and Asa.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Without
1: I necessarily her even being aware that that's what she's talking about. Yeah,
0: absolutely. But like
1: the shot of like, oh, you're hanging out with like, you know, the people in your like group of major friends or whatever mm-hmm. Uh, is just the way that it's drawn where like Asa will see like Emery walking around with her other group of friends.
0: And then Shoko is like, and I'm gonna drive a blue Ferrari and you're gonna be my outrun girlfriend, and we're gonna yeah. go to the beach.
1: <laughs> and I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna have this like uh shirt like open with my my bathing suit on, and then like you're gonna be like in the fucking dweeb like science department. So you're gonna have on like a flannel t-shirt and all the boys are gonna be like, oh my god, a hot lady, and then you're gonna open up your flannel t-shirt and you've got a bathing suit on as well, and we're all gonna get in the car and go to the beach. <laughs> Yeah. She literally
0: is going to have Emery be her outrun girlfriend. Like, that's yeah. literally... <laughs> and Shoko, like, cuts herself off like one sentence from like, and then I'm gonna strip you naked in the back of the convertible and they're gonna lean all the way back. <laughs> like, it's yeah. the most... It is the most, like, teenage fantasy. Um... You're yeah, talk about going
1: to the hot springs? Oh... It's got our a, pal. Yeah, we got a lem.
0: Here he
1: comes. I can really fuck that line up.
0: Um. Come on, jackass. Come on in. There you go. He <laughs> had to hop over some clothes.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a good little chapter.
0: Um. Yeah, I really like this chapter. Also, just loving um, Shoko's, like, snakeskin jacket uh, that she's got going on in the flash forward. Yeah. Um, just a good jacket. Where'd he go? I just wanted to he's pet like,
1: him. He's, like, here. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah. We're uh, literally about to remake the podcast art. <laughs> uh, so, page 48... Uh, Makio and Asa talk about Asa's mother and Makio's relationship with her sister, same person, but I forgot the character's name because yeah. barely ever comes up. Barely ever comes up. Um, we learned that Makio adapted the play she wrote into her first novel and see her sister reflecting on how she thought it would be a problem if Makio kept just reading and writing, but now she's reading Makio's published books. mm mm-hmm. Um, we all, like, see her, like, having another one of her books, too. It mm-hmm. seems like she was, like, reading. Mm-hmm. Not just like, oh, there's this one book that you have, mom, because like you know whatever she really sent it around to relatives or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what you do when you get a published book. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that she seemingly was continuing to read Machio's books. Yeah. Um. We also learned that her sister had some sort of health issues as a kid, uh, that required her to be in the the hospital. But Makiya was apparently so absorbed in reading that she forgot all about the trips to the hospital. Um, we also learn that Asa's mother liked that her father didn't judge everything. And he reminded her that we don't always have to divide things up as good and bad and so forth.
0: Um, um, yeah, I really like that this... Um, everybody, I'm holding Lem in my arms like a baby now, just so you know. Um he doesn't like it. Um, I really like that in like a couple brief pages we get sort of confirmation of a thing that we've suspected for a long time. That like Asa's, not Asa's, Machio's mother demanded that Machio's older sister be perfect. And because of that, Machio's mother doesn't really seem to put that demand for perfection onto Makio. But Makio's sister sort of, like, puts that demand for perfection on Makio. And so you get the sort of, like, weird, fucked-up triangle of trauma, you know? (laughs) Or chain of trauma down through these three, like, people. um, Where, where, like... Yeah, like... Especially with... You know, they really hit home the fact that, like, Makio's sister is significantly older than her. Like, seven years, it sounded like, I think, maybe.
1: They're like, five grades or something? Yeah, something yeah. like
0: that. Um, and so, it, it just, like, hammers home that, like... um, Like, the, the sort of, like, Mom, put me through this, I'm gonna put you through this. You know, sort of deal to it. Yeah. Um, and also I I it's I didn't even really think about it until you're <clears throat> you were reading the summary, but I I really love the little subtle touch that the thing that we see like it seems like Makio's sister continues reading Machio's books all through the rest of her life. The thing that we see her reading is the acknowledgments page. You know? Yeah. Um and obviously Makio's sister is not in that acknowledgements page at all, you know? Um, and so there's, I guess, like a, a hint maybe that she's continuing to read these, hoping to see herself in the acknowledgements page or something, you know? Um, uh, and, and from this we get that, you know, <sighs> Sorry, you you showed my favorite illustration for just a brief moment there. <laughs> um, you you get that like Machio's sister starting to write her journal, you know. Um, and the the like that maybe all of this is a uh, hoping for a way to connect to her younger sister that she never really was able to do in her life, you know. Yeah. Um.
1: um... Anyway, the the last part of my summary. Oh, to I'm add so in, sorry.
0: No, I'm so sorry.
1: To add in there, too, of uh, towards the end, Asa asks Makio if she would be able to feel differently about her sister if she could redo their childhood. And Makio reflects on the question in her usual complex way. That's like, you know, we can, we can get into some of the details here, but it's like, you know, one, I don't think that would happen. But then it's also like getting deeper mm-hmm. and being like. Um, I forget the, oh, so here, I may be thinking uh this because time is a one-way irreversible thing, but if I could influence the past, <clears throat> then it'd be something like, I'd love her even knowing I'd lose her, I'd <clears throat> live even knowing she'd die. Does that seem wrong? It goes for those cases too. All we can do is influence the future. Um... That's like specifically after Asa's like, say something nice. Yeah. Um, but, um, that <laughs> is. Being isekai with my current memories would probably make early childhood really tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: that she specifically phrases it as being isekai. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um,.
0: Hello, my young friend. I'm going to try one more time to hold
1: um, I mean, part of what I also liked about this chapter is that I I feel like we finally see, like, background stuff about... Squirmy man. Um, Squirmy you know, Makio's sister, uh, Asa's mother, th- that I don't... That feels like it's privy to us and not necessarily to either of them. Mm-hmm. Or, like, maybe Asa saw these things but didn't... Didn't register yeah you know like she may have seen her mother having a book but not realized that it was like her, her sisters yeah yeah stuff like that um really um, good chapter I thought. which then also includes the like you know there finally is that little bit of like what did she see in this guy and it specifically being like she felt so judgmental all the time and that he was, like, this reminder to her in his, like, supposed vacuousness that, like, you don't have to be judgmental about things all the time. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, I liked that we finally got, like, some sort of inkling of what their... The, the positive side of their relationship, because we've only sort of seen the negative of it. Yeah. Um. Real quick, this illustration... You could find this by, uh going to at great grebe on twitter i believe i don't know you would have to search like her i guess i don't know i don't remember but it's just this illustration of um uh asa in the snow she's got a a snowman who's made out of marshmallows and raisins Um, she's got, there's little Christmas cookies all in the background. Um, she's got her little sweater tights and her boots on. I just love her. This is just such a good image. This is going to be my Twitter profile picture, uh, come November 1st.
1: (laughs) Um, I'm just seeing how much, if I just scroll through media. Oh, there 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 it is. There it is. Yeah. So you're gonna scroll past like uh let's see, some various manga frames, uh uh Kasumi from Persona 5 Royal, Sweating, uh That's you know, a that, gunpla.
0: There's that Tsukahime girl that she really likes.
1: Yeah. Um, C L. You know, uh Dragonlance Betrayal, the Damon Saga Volume 2. Uh, some Xenoblade Chronicles 2 things, uh, obviously, Awiwa here. Awiwa? O- yeah, Awiwa. Uh, just keep scrolling, keep, you know, uh, just keep going. Um, <laughs> we, got, we got some more, like, manga stuff, we got some various anime girls. Uh, oh, it's that same image of causing me sweating. Oh, uh, it's a uh, Mavlove girl. Oh, right below it there. This is so important.
0: Yes. You, From let's see, October sixth, twenty twenty three. Yeah, we love and respect Olivia on this podcast. No one loves tweeting anime girls like Olivia loves. Uh, Many people, you know, know that's not true. Many people love to tweet (laughs) anime girls on the website. (laughs) Um.
1: Anyway, anyway, it's a great illustration. It's a great illustration. Yeah,
0: search at Great Grebe. This is so important. Yeah.
1: Uh, page 49. Oh, oh, oh. Real quick. Important
0: that you hit that follow button, too, while you're there.
1: Yeah. Page 49. Asa asks Makio when she'll be able to solve things, like the question she has left after her parents' death. Um, and Makio says, some things you just never solve. Mm Mm-hmm. At school, Makio and friends talk about plans for after high school. And when Makio says, uh, or when Asa says, this is just a mistake on my part. When Asa says she's afraid she might be nothing, her friend uh, Kanchan, I forget her like actual name. Yeah. Like Kanda he, or something.
0: Yeah, she just gets referred to as Kanchan.
1: Yeah. Uh, she yells that Asa's not nothing, even without all the things that are like notable about her. Uh-huh. Which includes your parents are dead, but also like you sing good and like mm-hmm. all these other things. Um, and then the social studies teacher overhears this and butts in to talk about the inalienable rights of all humans and that all humans are born with value and rights. And when he thinks about that, it fills him with so much hope. And that's why he became a social studies teacher. Would you like to talk to me some more about the uh, concept of the inalienable rights of humans? And they're like, no.
0: <laughs> the only way this could have been more perfect is that if it was Tono, <laughs> yeah, if yeah. Tono Toto was like, "I got a new job as a social studies teacher at your school,"
1: <laughs> because he's... I'm ju- I'm just passing through your school because uh, I had to help with some other case. Um, did you know that I became <laughs> a lawyer because I learned uh, in social studies class? About- <laughs>
0: The inalienable rights of humans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Critical lack of tono in, the, in these chapters. We but get a great moment. With
0: we him. do get a really we'll good. we get to it. Uh, <laughs> we stand an autistic king. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really. This is a really nice moment. Um, Kanchan is not a character who i have a ton of attachment to um but this is a really nice moment you know yeah um i like that i like that asa has so many friends around her and uh kanchan is just like um like asa you you know that we are friends, right? Like you yeah. know that you have lots of friends and people who care about you, um, and and like it's absurd that you think you're just alone in this world when you literally have so many people that care
1: about you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which also then later is going to be like t- talking to Toto, being like, I guess I'm lucky to have this many adults that dote on me all the time, but
1: yeah. <laughs> I love this panel where she's just been. She basically said like nothing's happening. Like I'm basically nothing. Um, it's, I'm anxious because there's nothing. Uh, and there's just this panel of like Kanshan looks around. Like look, like we get like the perspective of Kanshan looking back at her with just this look on her face. A like- little. A little. her little scarf scarf and
0: her gay little scarf scarf and her squiggly mouth um and she's just like i don't want to get bopped because kod says i'm gonna bop you
1: (laughs) uh takumi you're not nothing nothing infris me with fear why because my parents are dead (laughs) takumi has nothing to do with your personality or anything like that even if you're not great at singing uh (laughs) Or you're not cute, or you're not good at listening, or super socially adept, whether you have parents or not, whether you're my friend or not, even if you're super stubborn now and then, even if your grades are just average, and even if you act weird sometimes, even without all those things, you're still not nothing. (laughs) You know, okay. We
0: have... We have, uh, been a little critical of the Scanlation, um, throughout this series, um the fact that the the person was able to translate all the like double and triple negatives of that and it's yeah. still completely legible shout outs to this person for just be for being able to like let me do this as literally as possible you know and then like it it helps a yeah. lot because that could have easily been a very confusing thing and it just flows so well um yeah i I I was feeling a little bad because we've been so critical, and I feel like these last two volumes, this um, this translation was really good in the last two volumes. You know, I did not yeah. feel the sort of friction with it that I felt like through the last two episodes we've done.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: bummer that we only get like flashback Junos in these final two volumes. No more Juno.
1: Um. I anyway, mean, this is like a good little chapter for like. Coming to some resolution on, on that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's really the eternal question, ain't it? Yeah. Page 50. Makio adds Takami to the nameplate for Asa. And Asa begins her first day, because like previously you just said Kodai. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's kind of weird. You're like living here too. You get mail delivered here. Yeah. You should put your, your like family name on this too. Yeah. Um, and Asa begins her first day of third year at high school. Mm -hmm. uh kanchan apologizes for saying that asa's situation sounded like a movie when they first met which was like way back when she first started school um and they talk a bit about whether things you think but don't say actually exist Mm -hmm. uh we return to where things started with the first chapter and Asa asks Makio to hire her as a housekeeper so she can keep living with her after she graduates. She doesn't say that part, but that's like what she's thinking. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you, if Makio hires me, I can continue to live here. Because mm-hmm. uh, otherwise I'm just, she assumes she's just going to get like booted out basically. Um, and uh, also this is because she doesn't think that Makio would put much stock in blood relationships. Um, and she doesn't know. If what they are is actually a family. Mm-hmm. That's my phone telling me I got to start thinking about going to bed. Machio says uh, she should find better work than being a housekeeper. Yeah. Uh, Emery says that she was thinking about how she also shouldn't rely much on saying because we're family as just like an excuse for things. And so she still isn't going to tell her parents that she's gay. Uh-huh um asa goes to bed in makio's room and wonders how much longer she'll be able to do this which i mean we got that like in that first chapter the going to bed in the room and taking the photo mm. of you know the profile of a beautiful woman or whatever mm-hmm. um and like falling asleep yeah
0: but um I should really go back and reread the first chapter, because I remember being pretty down on it in that episode, and somebody pointed out to me that this is from way later in the series, and at the time I was like, oh, I'll go back and reread, because I didn't pick up that that was true. Yeah,
1: I did it when we were like about halfway through, and I didn't talk about it too much, but I was like, oh, there's like things in there that if you kept in mind where it's like, oh, she has a guitar, Mm -hmm. that's like pointing towards how some stuff might resolve, Mm -hmm. with like light music club stuff, all those sorts of things, but yeah. Uh, I think but this, also, this is a really good way for it to return to that. Yeah.
0: I think this is a really good chapter, and I also think that this is... The things that I like about it is the things that it is teeing up for the last four chapters. Yeah. You know? Like, this is... This is setting us up for the... the Like, Dame Neumah of everything. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and this is specifically setting us up for... You know, we saw the first two years of high school go by really slowly. And now we're going to flash forward through the last year of high school and it's going to go by so quickly, you know? Yeah. Um, which, you know, I I talked about the ending feeling rushed in some ways, like that feels appropriate to like, you think you're going to get more time, you know, and it just goes by quicker than you think it's going to. Um, or in the moment it, it feels like not, but you know, um, Uh, as you're actually, you know, you're looking back at it and it's just like the whole year just went by so quick, you know, um, it is appropriate that like the way that the ending can sometimes feel rushed
1: is also appropriate to what the story is, you know? Yeah. Um, also Minori is the name of Asa's mom slash Makya's sister. Do we get Kodchad's name here? No, no. Which makes sense. She, like, doesn't show up in this volume. I guess yet. so. Yeah. She probably does briefly when, like, various people are talking about their plans. Mm-hmm. Things she, mm-hmm. like, talks about she's going to art school she, yeah, or something. Yeah, she's going to art school. Yeah. That, that may have also already come up, because they talk about their, like, plans for the future multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's fucking go!
0: I remember so, what chapter 51 is! Yeah, so for,
1: for this volume, um, I feel like 52... Like page fifty two is the weakest of them, but it was still like a decent chapter. Yeah, the other ones are bangers. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, page fifty one. I like read this and texted you, being like, "Damn, fifty one got hands." <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't say it that way, but that's <laughs> that's how I felt. It was it was the spirit. you
0: texted me that you were crying, is what you said.
1: <laughs> well, I, I texted. I like, was crying when I got to the end. Oh, okay. I almost really cried like at
0: fifty one. Yeah. The way that Kasamachi turns it back on her at the end of ch- chapter 51 is, oh,
1: mwah, chef's kiss. Yeah. Um, let me just like scroll and see if, I mean, it would have been today. Yeah. The to scroll past the 80 billion voice messages my child wanted to say. Yeah. Um, I, I, I. Oh, I just said, oh, fuck. Chapter 51 is hitting hard. Final okay. volume. Good I credit some stuff at the end. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, page 51. Makio goes on a not date with Kasamachi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. talk about how Makio thinks of herself as a satellite that is too scared of crashing in order to get close to someone else. It's like too scared to get close to someone else because... Yeah. ...afraid that she will crash into them.
0: Can I interrupt with one specific detail that I liked? Yeah. Which is that... Kasamachi actually comes up with this metaphor initially, and then he's like, oh, you like that, Makio? I take that as, like, a big compliment yeah. since you're an author. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, I also like the, like, hey, you have a date with Kasamachi-kun today, right? makio chan uh, return this book to him for me. Huh? It's not a date, but okay. What do you mean it's not a date? <laughs> Just... uh, anyway, they end up using this metaphor um that Kasamachi brings up, uh, to talk about her basically her commitment issues, mm-hmm. including her commitment issues with Kasama- Kasamachi, as well as her fear of accepting the role of Asa's new family. Uh in the conversation, Kasamachi says loving is itself an act of overcoming fear. And Machio reflects on it on her walk home. Um on that walk she thinks about her sister who she still hates and yet feels closer to seemingly than ever because they both care for Asa. Makio asks if it's okay for her to hold dear the same girl that her sister held dear. The
0: bit where
1: she looks out into the dark street.
0: She stares into the darkness of the night, hoping to see her sister walk out of that mist. And there's no one there. Yeah. And it is just her and her love of Asa that's going to get her home.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> it's the best page in this whole series. Yeah. And this series has had some good fucking pages, but I, like genuinely the moment I'm going to carry with me for the rest of my fucking life is Makio looking out into the darkness, like in front of her and hoping her si- she sees her sister out there. Yeah. You
1: know? Oh my God. Um, but I mean, before that too, I like, so there's the part where, you know, Casamachi brings up the satellite, um, and says, uh, if you got close to one, would you crash it? Uh, would it crash into you? Um, ha ha. Yeah. She asked that. And then he says, ha 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 ha. ha yeah, it might. Um, and they're, like, kind of joking, and then she's thinking about, like, you just don't understand Kasamachi-kun, like, the whole, like, Mm, breakup thing, being like, maybe that's why I'm scared of getting any closer to Asa than I am now. I might crash. Being like, you're also thinking about how you were on a date with Kasamachi and not saying it. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Um. But. Um.
0: What is it, what is it he says in here? I think it's the next page. Um. I think you might not need to worry about being too close to Asa, <laughs> which is a good uh, bit. Um... Yeah, so
1: there's this part here saying, well, regarding keeping the appropriate distance so you don't crash, with you and me, you are farther away than I assumed, but with you and Asa, I think you might be closer than you think. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think maybe more so than crashing, you're scared of straying from your orbit and drifting away? Um... And maki has got nothing for that. Yeah. <laughs> What's with that face? <laughs> I think, like, you know everything.
0: Um, we're still not quite to the thing that I really just lost my shit over, though That that is all really... Yeah. That is great stuff, obviously, but there's just, like, a, a moment, um...
1: Oh, yeah, so then, he, <laughs> yeah, a long time ago, a senpai told me that raising kids was a continuous stream of fear. That's really stuck with me. And then... Makio, so I'm not stupid.
0: raising her. Yes, you are, you stupid
1: bitch. Gatsumatsu's <laughs> just like, yeah, but loving itself is an act of over- overcoming fear, right? I think it is, probably. And I know what this sounds like coming from me, somebody who's never felt a parent's love. Uh, you know, I've been thinking about that sort of thing, too. More and more ever since I met Asasan. Like, what can can one do for young people? So, as things stand, I'm probably gonna die... Then who I'm probably going to die alone. Yeah, I'm probably going to die alone. Then who would I go about leaving at my assets to? That sort of thing. Um, and it's just becoming this thing of like... You know, we get her remembering reading the book from her... The beginning of the, the diary from Moss's mm-hmm. mother. Um, oh, there's this thing where when they yes, were dating... Yes, this is, this is what I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> this
0: is what I was looking for. So... Um, uh, <clears throat> She says, you know, Kasamachi, I figured you would get married soon. Um, And Machius he says, huh? You thought that since when? Oh, since back when we were going out. Wait, when you were going out with me, you thought that I would probably get married to someone else soon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's like, yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, it was a wise choice not to say that to me at the time, because I've generally thought that I should give back the same amount that I was given, and I absolutely could not understand why it was that despite being into me, but not being in a relationship with me, that you've been sleeping with me. (laughs) And then Makio just, like, chokes on the sushi she's eating, she's like, oh,
1: fuck. (laughs) Were you aware of that? Yes, I was aware.
0: <laughs> I gotta say, I still don't think I understand that. <laughs> um, I figured you weren't just totally not worrying about that because I felt some relief thinking you wouldn't have another friend like me showing up, so I figured it was fine. <laughs> And it goes on a little bit further from here, but like he brings it back to the satellites in the end. um, Oh, here we go. Um, Wanting to be involved with someone from a bit of a distance—that does sound very much like a satellite. Like, yeah, bitch, we're dating. Um, So, yeah, good shit, good shit, good shit. And this, this is all before the darkness at the street. And she's walking home. This is all before
1: that shit. Yeah, she's like, I wouldn't have any regrets, even if I did stray from orbit. You gotta conquer the fear that makes you (laughs) have to add that sentence. (laughs) Um, But yeah, then is walking home. Thinks of the line, loving itself is an act of overcoming fear. Um, And then is like, talking to the sister in her head, basically. Uh, Which she's gonna talk about more later as well. Yeah. at some point, I'm going to be older than the sister in my head. Yeah. and the, the, who, who is also younger than my actual sister was when she died. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the, and the sister in her set is like, you're the one who's acting scared. You're scared of loving Asa.
1: You know? Yeah.
0: Um, uh, and, you yeah. man, this fucking page. Yeah. You're just lingering on it for me, and I thank you for that. <laughs>
1: Um yeah, I was just staring into the darkness and then sis is it is it okay if I hold dear that same girl you held dear Man, Man. <laughs> Uh page 52. Uh this is like setting up final conflict stuff. So yeah. it is it, still a good chapter. It's still it's just a very good chapter. The most setup of the chapters in here
0: except for 50, which we already discussed as another Well, subject. of this final volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, so page 52, accepting that her relationship with Asa won't just end, Makio makes preparations in the case of her death, like taking out a life insurance policy to make sure Asa stays supported. However, when Asa learns about it, she is shattered because she does not want to think that Makio could also die and leave her alone like her parents did.
0: <laughs> yes. um, This is the thing that was so good about this is that what i thought because i didn't put together what what kasamachi had said with what was happening in this chapter necessarily so when he says thinking about leaving assets to somebody right um i didn't connect that in my head and so i see that like <laughs> um uh she is thinking about i need to um let Asa into my heart more, um, and things like that. And I thought and maybe this happened early on and I just forgot, but I thought that she was legally adopting Asa in some way, you know? Cause she's just been Asa's guardian. And I thought that she was like a- going to be adopting well, Asa.
1: Yeah. But the other I don't know enough about the specifics because I, I thought maybe this was gonna be Will stuff too, which it could be that her like assets in terms of will would pass down right but life insurance is like an additional thing as well
0: yeah and so so and yeah that that my expectation of that could have been just misremembering but my expectation of that added to the sort of like ironic dramatic twist of the knife sort of thing where it's not that she was you know going to adopt asa it wasn't that she was going to like you know, is that she was preparing for, you know, dying someday, you know, and that Asa was like, no, 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 no,
1: no, I don't, I don't know enough about like, especially Japanese inheritance law. Yeah. But like, there's this part where she's on the phone with Tono being like, when I asked the point of contact, they said it uh would even, or it would, even if it wasn't someone within the second degree of kinship, the pamphlet also said, huh, which seems to be like, oh, the will stuff is like. I don't have to do a whole well written out because right now, Mm -hmm. like that part seems to, it would work. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I could be wrong with that, but yeah. And then there's also the remembering uh, conversation with Juno about, uh, don't you think you might (laughs) still have that sort of relationship forever?
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Juno being the only person uh, in this entire series, willing to just say to uh, Makio, you know you're her mom now, right? <laughs> yeah. Everybody else has to dance around it. Kasavachi can't just say it. He's gotta come up with his fucking silly little metaphors about satellites. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, and then it was like a... Um... So the folder had Asa on it because it was stuff about... Like, the the name Asa on it. Mm-hmm. But then Asa took it because it was her name on it.
0: Yeah, she's like, oh, what's this? And looks inside it and she's life insurance? Uh, man.
1: Yeah.
0: <sighs> Makio just being like, oh my god, I didn't fucking think this through. Yeah. I shouldn't have left that where you could see it. I should have, like...
1: <laughs> this is for way in the future, but if something happened to me that I want for you to have, and then it's just like... <laughs> And then having that moment of like, oh, yeah, you, you having money, if I die, is less important to you than you having a human being. Yeah. Um, oh, man. yeah you, uh, even if my brain understands it, I just can't take it.
0: Yeah. Which, that's a mood, right? Where you're like, I know that my anxiety brain is lying to me right now. That I,
1: I know intellectually that it is the smart and responsible thing for you to take out life insurance and to make sure will stuff is sorted out so that I'm taken care of, but I don't want to think about the fact that you could also die. Yes. Even
0: if it was like, oh, she was 90 years old and whatever, <laughs> I don't want to think about
1: that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, man. You know what? That chapter's better than we gave it credit for. Yeah. That that, that chapter's got I mean, be it's ads. still
1: it's still a a good chapter. But yeah. It's also like set up sort of. Yeah. Uh page 53 also talks with some of her friends about their plans for the future and their desire to go somewhere where they aren't judged by how they look. We get like two different versions of this basically. Um one of them is like a mixed race friend it seems mm-hmm. like. Um, who's like, I want to go to America, but also there's this weird thing of like, I, my English here, I good feel enough. like a foreigner, but then there my English isn't good enough. So I'm still going to feel like a foreigner. Yeah. Um, and then there's the other girl who's like, you know, particularly pretty or whatever, mm-hmm. where everybody sort of talks about and her being like, I just want to go like, is there a uh, thing I could maybe if I go into like literature or something, mm-hmm. then like my face is less prominent. Also, it just turns out she's a big fan yeah. of Machio's, which is so nice. Then, this is the other, uh, and her name is Sakura, I think, or at least it's something. Why isn't something this Sakura. A Chio scene? Why isn't this a conversation with Chio? Uh, anyway, uh, she also admits that she's a big fan of Machio's work, um, and there's this cute thing of like, I could get an autograph for you, and be like, No, that's even more embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would, I would want to like work with someone like her someday, and be like, I can tell her that. Be like, No. <laughs> <laughs> just tell her this one scene made me cry yeah. i haven't read that book what <laughs> uh anyway it's, it's a good little bit um but then asa also joins emery and shoko's study session to help them with japanese which has really started to excel in since starting high school She's been a thing that's developed since she started high school. I wonder if what changed when she started high school, where mm-hmm. she would be in an environment where she would learn more Japanese and hmm. get better at Japanese. Hmm. Who could say? Makio talks with Tono about uh, how she's still going to pursue the life insurance, obviously. It's the responsible thing to do. Uh, but then also talks about, like, you know, this idea of wanting to pursue connections to people, but also struggling sometimes with empathy or like predicting how other people are going to feel about things. Um, and so maybe that is kind of a <laughs> selfish thing to do. And Tono, of- <laughs> the best part is yeah. Tono's skill worker yeah. being like,
2: Yeah,
0: that's so, I- <laughs> you-
1: so-, so you're aware you're bad at empathizing with people. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> and then just turns around and goes back to doing his job. <laughs> it's
1: like, Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah um obviously there's still some like uh more serious moments in this but this was this was i think the funniest of the chapters
0: yeah is this do the does the conversation with tono continue into the start of chapter 54 i don't remember um because I, I i thought the regardless of where it falls i thought the end of the no. conversation with tono where tono bumps into asa as asa's so walking that over. is yeah that's chapter 54 that, that's
1: chapter 54 okay
0: okay i'll talk about that in just yeah. a second then
1: um oh another thing here that i didn't know which is uh so one we get this like uh even more detailed of like asa's desert Emery's beach and like it just becomes fully situated in like the beach is just there, mm-hmm. right? We've had these moments where it's, like, sort of crossed over or whatever, but I like this where it's, like, specifically, like, they're just looking at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, re-
0: I really like that Shoko, like, when she imagines being lonely, she imagines, like, dancing by herself in a club, you know, and just kind yeah. of crying. <laughs> um, crying in the club. Big fan of Robin.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um. BM. Yeah. Uh. Let me find this uh Is it <laughs> Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, this last page oh, of the chapter. so you've been aware that you have a, a lack of empathy, huh? Yes. Er, huh? That's good to hear. Huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then Toto just goes back to playing Tetris.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Still one of the best. It's so fucking good. It's night now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shit's real. Um, speaking of shit that's real. Uh, so the final page. Uh, Asa and her friends are studying for their entrance exams. Asa encounters Tono on her walk home. And although she rejects his offer to walk with her the rest of the way... Uh, to her place to keep her safe. She says that she hopes that if she ever does need him to walk with her in the future, he will be there to do it. Yeah. Basically. We can can talk about the scene a little bit more. Yeah,
0: I thought that was just a touching moment. I don't have a ton to say about it. I just thought it was a nice moment.
1: Um, Daigo visits and is talking with Makio about how you have to put effort into all relationships. Even their relationship, which was maybe easier, still took, like, effort to Mm -hmm. maintain. Yeah. Um... And because you have to put effort into relationships, that's why it's called heartbreaking. Uh Uh-huh. Because you're, like, putting work into it, and then sometimes that, uh, you know, goes wrong, and that's Uh heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. uh And Makio starts crying just as Asa returns home. Makio tells Asa she can live with her forever if she wants, or leave and never come back, or leave and come back when she wants, and live with her again, and do that multiple times if she wants, Mm -hmm. or just once, or however many times she wants. And uh, uh, Makio hopes that Asa will still want to live with her, even if it's messy, and she's often in a bad mood, and, like, it's not that great of a place to live in. Uh, But also, it's, like, okay if Asa doesn't want that, and if Asa doesn't like living with her, because she doesn't have to feel happy living with her. Mm -hmm. She would like that, but it's not... Asa doesn't have to, and it's totally fine if Asa's Happy living with her hmm. and wants to go off on her own. Um, and basically it's just like going fully into the really extended emotion of when my toddler will sometimes say to me, I don't love you just because they're exploring language and yeah. saying things and stuff. And then I just say to them, that's okay. You're not required to love me. I do still love you. Because mm-hmm. I just want to convey that mm-hmm. when they say it. But anyway, uh, Asa then whacks Makio with a pillow and asks Makio why she can't just say that she loves her, and Makio says that those words wouldn't be enough. This is uh,
0: uh, judo punching bright in the face for Ikoku Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> this is the I stood up off my couch and cheered when she whacks Makio in the face with a pillow and then just Uh flops down onto her. And Daigo's like, "Uh, Hi, hi, child. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And she just flops down on top of Makio and says, Why can't you just say you love me? And then Makio runs her hands through her hair and is like, That wouldn't be enough. Yeah. it's It is...
1: Oh, my God. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Anyway, later on the way to graduation, Asa and Emery secretly read Makio's latest blog post, which is a poem dedicated to Asa, hoping, which it's like, it's whatever, Asa meaning like, I forget the way that it's specifically translated, mm-hmm. it, but it's like, you know, dawning sun or whatever. Um, I forget the specific words that get used, mm-hmm. but, um, let me see. What are you doing? Uh, I'm going the wrong direction. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, it is a poem that is basically addressed to Asa. Um, we can read through the poem at the end if we want. Yeah. Um, where, uh, she's basically hoping that Asa will build a better boat than she was able to. Um, that, you know, Makio was able to. Uh, and that Makio will become the person who pushes the boat off and the anchor and all the other things that help the boat sail. Uh, I cry a lot. Yeah. Years later, Asa and Emery meet up and talk, and it seems to at least partially confirm that the future Emery that we've been seeing is from this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and Asa says that she is writing a diary again and begins with the line that we keep returning to about uh, the wolf separated from its back, saving, you know, her from having a life alone.
0: Daybreak. Someday you will build a sturdier boat than I did, and then you'll set off, wind blowing fervently in the sails, and that boat's floorboards God
1: damn it, this cat. Lem well, is here to to ruin the moment so we don't cry on the podcast.
0: Hi, little man. Hello, man in church. Okay, now, I know you are in here. You're not
1: going to leave here. Um... Daybreak. Someday you will build a boat sturdier than I did, and then you'll sit off, set off, wind blowing fervently in the sails, and that boat's floorboards, the nails, the small phrase on the edges, will be the proof of what we fought to build, won't they? It's us and the us that, <clears throat> and the us we were long ago, and also what you all will be someday. We make a boat and set off. Daybreak. You will make a boat. Far sturdier, uh, far sturdier than we did, and sail so very far. I'll become someone that pushes your boat and stays behind on the shore. I'll become your anchor and sink into the sea. I'll become the bow that cuts through the waves. I'll become something that won't mind if you complete, or if you forget it about it completely, because that dawn you're seeing is what we all see. So daybreak, if you could find it in you, just as a visit, just as a renewal, just as it's always been there. Stop by a certain person's little departure. Bruh Bruh. Yeah.
0: Also just this intercut with like Ollie wants in here now?
1: Or is Ollie the one who's in here? Ollie's the
0: one who's in here already. Ollie was the one who was in here
1: already. Um you gotta untangle yourself for my cords, thank you. Okay. Um two cats. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, oh my god like this being interspersed with like Emery and Asa are on the train and Kodai and Makio and um, Emery's mom Michi. Michi are like nearby on the train just kind of like having their own conversation you know yeah. Um, and like you know Amy and um Asa are like looking over at them um and you know um then they're like out on the beach and then they're out at the sea, you know. Um it's it's fucked up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's fucking sad. Um Yeah. Also we talked about this, but I do like the bit with the mm-hmm. the conversation with Tono. Yeah. Uh where Asa says, I wonder if I'm considered fortunate for having so many fussy adults in my life. Maybe I became fortunate at the point my parents died. Um and Tono says, I cannot refute the casual relationship causal. or the causal relationship. Um but it doesn't seem like something I would line up and say out loud like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Asa's like, I don't need you to walk me home right now, but, like, I hope that if I needed you to at some point in the future, you would. Um, yeah. Which is nice.
1: Um. Well, and we also get the, like, her father saying, Asa, it's dangerous to wander off, and her holding her hand out, and her dad just saying, it's dangerous. hmm And not taking her hand. Um, Dad, give me your hand. um mm. <laughs> Uh, and then Tono here being will you be okay thinking about reaching out the hand, but then um, I'll be okay today. But if a while from now there comes a time where I'm not okay, I hope you'll walk with me a little then. Um, so, um, which truly also the, the ideal of the thing that's fucked up about having kids is if you do it really well, like they don't need you anymore. Yeah. 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 Like, if you're a good parent, they will still hopefully come back and, like, get help from you with things. hmm But, like, you've raised an adult who's not dependent on you anymore. And yeah. You can just be an adult. Yeah. Because you're going to die, and ideally, they're going to still be alive. Yeah. That's the, the, how it should work. Yes. <laughs> um... um
0: what was the other thing um and then yeah the 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 scene of emery and asa in the coffee shop at the end where we don't ever really see them and we don't super duper know what they're talking about just like oh did you hear that that person you know went to university and then didn't graduate or stuff like that you know yeah um but just that like they're still friends 10 years from now They're having the... Oh, remember that time you sang out on the quad or whatever it was? the
1: concourse?
0: Yeah. Um, Hi, Ollie. Ollie, you are such a better cat than your brother. Oh, we like you so much better on this podcast.
1: I love Lem. He's my cat.
0: I, I just have accepted into my heart that Ollie is my preferred of the two cats. No slander to Lem. It's just that Lem, when I cat-sit, Lem kind of stares at me from six feet away and is like, human. And Ollie's always the one that's like, oh my god, a human. I haven't seen a human in four hours. How will I? I've I've been in a desert. Ollie's the one that's always greeting me and rubbing his face on me and stuff. Um, Isn't that right?
1: Isn't that right? Yeah, this scene, also great, where... So, Makio says, it really does annoy me. Um, and, where am I drawing a blank on her name now? Daigo. Daigo. Uh, Daigo says, what does? Um, and Makio says, humanity. <laughs> hey, hold up. Like, seeing something as beautiful... Or lovable or valuable. I want to cherish something. I want to communicate something. Every time I feel that, I feel intensely exhausted. I can't stand it. (laughs) The thing I have the biggest regrets about right now is having had those feelings. Um, Yeah, and then this is the, like, you know, like I was saying, you know, we've never really had a fight. Like, it seems like we haven't had to put any effort to be friends, but, like, we still have. yeah. I have yeah. to
0: come over here and see you, you know? Yeah. Or we have to go get dinner together or whatever it is.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then Oscar just coming, <laughs> seeing Makio crying, being like, what? What's going on? What, 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 what? what's wrong? Huh? What happened? <laughs> <sighs> and then the, you can stay here as long as you want, and if you get sick of me, you don't... Uh, have to ever come back no matter how many years go by or even for the whole rest of your life you can just never contact me again if you don't feel like it that uh, it's okay with me but you can come back here and live here and uh anytime you like I won't mind and if you want to keep living here for the rest of your life that's okay too I know I'm always in a bad mood and the apartment's got stuff strewn all over and my menu uh my meal menu is boring but I hope you can still be happy here but I guess when I put it like that, it sounds like you have to be happy. It's okay to be unhappy from time to time. <laughs> and then just whack in the face of the pillow. <laughs> You're so... And just throws the pillow in her face. Um. Yeah.
0: I'm fucking crying.
1: Um. Also this intercut when Machio is saying those words uh you know why can't you just say that you love me those words wouldn't be enough they're not enough they're just not enough and the final they're just not enough is over uh Asa's mother writing in the diary about when I chose your name I wanted very much for it to be something that meant something beautiful and new that was certain to come so that you would be loved by everyone um and again just this like Connection that she has with her sister. Name. Anyway, being a mom's wild.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't crying because I'm a mom. I'm crying because I was thinking about my mom. <laughs> I wasn't
1: thinking about my mom,
0: but I was. I was thinking. Uh, I think I have mentioned before. My mom and I had sort of a rocky relationship for a couple years there, and we really were able to reconcile a bunch of stuff the last two times I visited her, um, last summer and then this summer. So, I was just thinking about that stuff and, you know, being able to come home to my mom. Uh, Fuck, sad, bro? Yeah. (laughs) See... We can't rewatch the movies on the podcast, so I don't fucking cry. We we talk about fucking Sonatine, and uh, what's a movie we that makes me cry? We
1: didn't cry. Someday.
0: I didn't cry at Sonatine. What's a movie that makes me cry? Paris, Texas.
1: Did we cry a little bit when we talked about Paris, Texas?
0: I, we did not cry when we talked about Paris, Texas, but we were definitely awesome. crying like that five was, minutes before the podcast.
1: That was also mom feelings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely cried thinking about being a mom with that
0: one. I I cried at that movie because I was like, oh what a heartwarming ending. And then I was watching you watch the movie and being like I could see the mom feelings across your face. You know yeah. <laughs> Um
1: It is there's, there's like people that talk about like I don't know the love that you have for your child as being like somehow superlative ab- above the love that you have for like other people. And mm-hmm. I think it's just different, but it is, it is weird in the way that, like, in, like, a, a romantic relationship, if you love someone and they don't love you back, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. If you love your child and your child doesn't love you back, like, at least in that moment,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I mean, ideally at some point they would still love you back because you weren't, like, terrible or something, mm-hmm. but... um. It's just so much less, like, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, the the way to describe it. I mean, this gets in, gets down to a lot of it, but it's, like, um, it's not, like, the responsibility of a child to, like, maintain a relationship, I don't think, mm-hmm. with the parent. Mm-hmm. And the way that, like, in a romantic relationship, both people have a responsibility to, like, maintain that. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you have a child, you're just bringing this thing into the world that's, like, not having any agency in the- that decision to exist. hmm Which is kind of a weird way of phrasing it, but it is... True. I'm I'm, ext- I'm being Machio here right now. Yeah. I had this moment after I read this where I, I started talking about something and realized that I was talking like Machio. And it mm-hmm. just happened again. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when I got to the end of this, I was just like, well, fuck, I'm... I've been joking about how I'm like Makio uh-huh. throughout this whole us reading a Koku and today in particular, I was just like, "That was not a joke."
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just saw you just saw yourself in the manga.
1: Yeah. Um, but it like kids don't have any responsibility to you, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. They don't have like any obligations towards you. Mm-hmm. It's like entirely. It's a it's a love that is like weirdly one way. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it gets like returned, but like with a different thing, mm-hmm. with a different kind of love. The love that like you have towards your parents is not the love that you have towards your kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just weird in that way. Yeah. Um, and it is just the most like i've definitely been in you know there there are times where it would be like oh yeah i would like take a bullet for emily or whatever Mm -hmm. but not like for my fucking kid (laughs) (laughs) the shit i would do for my kid is is wild it's weird it's kind of weird to think about you
0: would liam neeson a motherfucker i haven't seen that one (laughs) i haven't seen that movie either (laughs) i it was in my mind because yesterday i was watching um a clip of make some noise (laughs) make some noise is not struck
1: work i know what you're talking about this other thing
0: well there's a clip from make some noise where they were like two liam neesons who have kidnapped each other's daughters (laughs) And so I just had the, I had Liam Neeson on the brain. Yeah. Liam Neeson's is my shit. He's not my shit. I don't like Liam Neeson's life that much.
1: He's also like
0: He should have got two
1: Oscars now. He's also like extremely
0: He's he's extremely racist. Yeah, sh- racist. And yeah, shitty. he's he's like the worst person on the planet, but that skit where he should have won two Oscars for Dark Man is really funny. <laughs> I was telling Molly the other day that Molly and I become um, the valet guys from Key and Peele anytime time we talk about uh, Stormlight, because literally, like, if you look at Molly and I texting about Stormlight, it's just like, Kaladin motherfucking Stormblast, <laughs> and I'll just be like, what about Dalinar,
1: though? <laughs> <laughs> well... Good fucking manga. Recommend it.
0: I say this from the bottom of my heart. I love the Stormlight Archive. Some of my absolute favorite books. Not as good as Ikoku Niki. Way better fight scenes, though.
1: I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I read the first one.
0: Asa hitting Makio with the pillow is better than Dalinar saying you cannot have my pain is not as good as the time Dalinar is like I'm fucking your mom (laughs) (laughs) that shit's so fucking raw (laughs) I'm glad that you read all of the Way of Kings just for that scene even if you didn't much like it I'm glad that you have Mm. read that scene it is the best thing that Brandon's ever written
1: yeah, <laughs> that man takes forever to <laughs> to tell you anything.
0: I just don't agree, but it's fine.
1: Molly, Molly reading
0: through blah, 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 voice crack. Molly reading through the way of kings again. So many of our friends have been like, "Oh yeah, way of kings. It's really slow." Like even people who like Stormlight are like, "Oh yeah, way of kings. It's such a slow introduction. Words of Radiance is where it really gets good." And Molly reading through it again, and her and I like talking about it. I'm like, man, the way of kings kind of goes. People are like, oh, that book is slow. I just don't agree. You know, I just think
1: that that book is like interesting from the jump. Um, I just think his like his his prose isn't even like uh, being fancier. It's just prolonged. Mm -hmm. There's just stuff where I'm like, you can just do a little interstitial. You don't need to have. You don't like sometimes it feels like the like video game thing where it's like you have to walk to the other room in the video game <laughs> and in a movie or a book you would just cut to another scene. Uh huh. Yeah, that's how I sometimes felt reading it stuff. It's fine.
0: Just goes down. It just yeah. goes down smooth for me. I,
1: I've been enjoying listening to Reprise more than I enjoyed reading it. Yeah. I, uh. Also because. There's just, I get to hear Molly being really excited about all the, like, studies that are being done on the spren, whereas when I read that, I was just crushed with, oh, there's, like, lore and everything behind spren, too. Oh, yeah. Like, can't, you can't even have this as just a weird thing. Nope. Nope. Lore on lore on
0: lore on lore. Everything
1: has a lore. Everything has a This is the, my biggest thing with Brandon Sanderson is there's no space for like the weird ambiguity of sometimes the world just doesn't actually make sense in the, reality the thing the thing about um brandon is that
0: so so in mistborn kelsier has a little catchphrase there's always another secret you know and it, if brandon were a better author <laughs> Because he's really adopted that there's always another secret as his own sort of personal writing ethos. Or perhaps put that into Kelsier as an expression of his own
2: ethos.
0: Yeah. And if Brandon were a better writer, what that would mean is there's always something that you can't explain. Um, but what it actually means is there's always a stupider explanation for it.
1: There's, <laughs> a- <laughs> there's Or we'll explain something, but we'll introduce another thing that's unexplained... That we are going to explain later. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. But for right now, it, it, it is a secret. Mm-hmm. It's not a mystery. It's a secret. It's not a dream. Mm-hmm. It's a secret. Yes. It is something that is known and is being held back.
0: Uh huh. I love Brandon Sanderson books. <laughs> It's the the other day I was listening to um, an old abnormal mapping, and it was the one where Jackson finished playing Parasite Eve and called Parasite Eve mid. You know, it's fucked up. (laughs) That's fucked up. Here's the thing: what what they said in the episode is the combat barely works. You need like a dodge button or something. You know, I would I would agree with that. The combat barely works. Um,
1: play pa- play Parasite Eve 2, where the combat works better, but it's not as good as one.
0: <laughs> um, the game is not as good in the second half, and they got hit particularly hard by that because they like kind of segmented their playing a little bit. True, the game is not as good in the second half. Game still rolls. <laughs> um, the plot is generic. That's true, the plot is generic. Um, game still rolls. <laughs> I don't remember, there was, there was another point they made. And I'm like, yes, all those points you're making are true. Unfortunately, Parasite Eve is one of the greatest games ever made, so you sound fucking crazy when you call Parasite Eve mid. <laughs> it's Parasite Eve! It rules! Yeah. I fucking love Parasite Eve! I don't care! I I am aware that there are a million problems with Parasite Eve. That doesn't matter, it's Parasite Eve. And similarly... Whenever any of my friends are like, oh, I don't like Brandon Sanderson books because of this and that and that and this, I'm like, yeah, that's all correct. Does not change the fact that I love these books so fucking much. That that uh, <laughs> the the secret project book I have yet to read is a really, seems to be a really ham-fisted uh, riff on Final Fantasy X that I'm like, a little bit dreading because I know that Final Fantasy X is his favorite game um, and I'm really dreading like him doing his own version of X and also pretty excited because they introduced some new magic system in that book and I kind of want to learn about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think Nora liked that book. I don't remember. Well, where can people find you and your opinions about Brandon Sanderson?
0: You can find me by going to myabandonware.com and typing in OutRun2006, and uh, you want to download the full RIP one. I don't think that repack one is the one that you want. Um, Alternatively, you could go to Twitter and autumnal underscore coffee, or you could go to co-host and autumnal coffee no underscore. Um, And, yeah, um, we recently finished up Chimera Ant on Coffee and Comic Books, and we... have recorded and I will hopefully edit tomorrow. Our episode about um, the chairman election and the beginning of the succession contest, and then yeah, I think next week we'll probably record the end of the succession contest, and we'll be done with Hunter Hunter. And then I asked Rick if we could read a book without fights. I have totally. I have. At one time, there was a spreadsheet of like books we were interested in covering and guests we were interested in having on. And like, especially for the guests, I still have that list kind of in my head. But as far as coming, as far as picking books, I have totally abdicated that to Rick because Rick only picks bangers for us to read. Rick has been knocking it out of the park with picking stuff for us to read on that podcast. Um, uh, and so. I'm very excited to get back to that element of the podcast with whatever it is we read next, which will not have fight scenes. That that was my request is no You heard it here, folks, they're reading Nana. <laughs> <laughs> we're not reading Nana. We're not reading Nana. Yeah. We're probably my, my guess based on our, our uh past uh performance is we're probably reading something that's like kind of memoir and kind of poem and you know that's the that's the sort of wheelhouse we seem to live in when we're not doing fight comics you know yeah when we're not when we're not doing um (laughs) that one issue of orion where uh orion says enough words Uh, let's settle this with our fists, and then Orion and Darkseid slug it out for 20 consecutive splash pages, and it fucking rocks, and Darkseid dies at the end. Man, man! Orion number five. That's the fifth issue of 25. The start is Darkseid dying. Man, there's some shit that happens in Orion. You don't care. You extremely don't care. About the time that Orion went to the world tree Yggdrasil and there was a big wolf down there.
1: Can you say that word for me again? Yggdrasil. Can you say it one lower time?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to speak into your lapel? What's going on? <laughs> Yggdrasil. Yggd- oh, I, I, I did know that. I did know that. That doesn't. I, I didn't pronounce it correct correctly, clearly, but I did know that it was Yggdrasil. Siddle. Hmm? Siddle. Yggdrasil. Nope, nope, I can't.
1: And it ends with two L's, which means that you need to do a glottal stop before the L. Uh, that's not happening. Ictrasil. The glottal stop is when you stop all airflow. In English, like, you know, at least the the dialect that we speak,
2: mm-hmm.
1: only happens before T and D. Mm-hmm. So, to our ears, it sounds like, like little.
0: hmm Little. Little. So the thing is that like Orion is not as good as Thor. Like obviously like Walt Simonson like like obviously there's nothing as good as when um he held the the wall of Galibru. Like obviously like there's there's uh nothing as good as Scourge going down and in, in flames. Uh, but like I, I I don't know. Maybe I like Orion better than um Thor. It's been a long time since every still doing
1: the... plugs or. <laughs> Because mostly- I, <laughs> yeah, I I try okay. not to interrupt you doing doing plugs.
0: I interrupt you doing plugs all the time.
1: I know, but I'm a better person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you you enjoy uh, doing your plugs.
0: I'm gonna get out of here. Uh, okay.
1: Um, you can find me at Fox Momnia on uh, basically any social media, but especially Twitter. Um,
0: I was trying to make it sound like yeah, I, I know. Podcast. <laughs> you you blew up my spot by.
1: Yeah. Um, follow me at Fox Momnia. Go listen to my other podcasts. Uh, go listen to, especially if you like some of the video game talk that we did, go listen to Around the Longfire, where we are currently reading through the Nibelungan leap. But, um, you know, we're also just talking about video that's games and the, stuff.
0: That's the actual thing, is that you and Em talking about video games so much on ALF has made me sort of, like... Jealous of like, oh, I want to talk about video games with Em, but I also, I don't think that Em and I, I don't think that Em and I would, like, have that much to say about video games, because they do so many other podcasts about video games, and, like, we just kind of like different things in different ways,
1: you know? Yeah. Um. So... When this comes out, I think still the most recent one is the one we talked about. Well, in when this comes out in the Patreon feed, um, the most recent one was still the one where we talked about like JRPG systems. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought up being jealous because I wanted to say that Alf's really good and I really enjoyed um,
1: yeah
0: the the RPG. It just made me want to play Etrian Odyssey. You know, That's so
2: fucking good.
0: I've never played one of those games. I, d- I don't really have any familiarity with them. But you guys, you two, just like really w- made me like, oh man, maybe I should play Etrian Odyssey. It's so fucking good. Some of the best class designs. If I was gonna play, if I was gonna play the first game, should I play
1: Etrian Odyssey
0: or should I play Untold?
1: It depends. I mean, I would just do the original, but like Untold's gonna be fine. You can do the the no story mode. You could do the story mode if you wanted to, but. In in my heart of hearts, the story mode is... I've played a bunch of Etrian Odyssey before. I want to see one where they, like, put a story into it. Okay. Okay. I'm sure for some people it gets them in, but, like, so much of Etrian Odyssey as a a game is that this extremely light story. You are naming all of these characters, and yet the class design is so good that it still suggests personalities and interactions, that it's, like very easy to have your like mindset then of like like there are times where you will encounter something and it'll give you an option of like who's gonna go do this and like you know in your head like the person i should probably send to do this would be this but now i've gotten such a clear picture of the characters from the classes that i think this would be the person who would go do this even though it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. the smartest choice And that's just a weird, interesting thing that develops. And it's like purely based on how well the classes are. Anyway, listen to listen to Alf. um, Listen to Pondering Pouton where we're reading through Cromartie High School and we're sometimes we do talk about the manga. Yeah. Sometimes at length. Sometimes uh, Connor is doing such a good job of it. That I just keep going, yeah, nice, whenever 69 <laughs> comes up, which is the, the most recent episode. We, I, do, I we have not heard ups. that one yet. Okay. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Nice. Um, it's the weed number. <laughs> that's right. And go listen to Ghost Divers, where we are reading through Nana. Um... The one that just came out when we were recording this, and still true, I think when people are listening um that one was like three and a half hours. We like managed to do okay on that one. uh, the next one coming out where we we read through the end of volume seven, we went for four and a half hours with the recording. And that's why we decided we're going down to, to just one volume a week. Or er, an episode instead this, of one and a half. This is wise. Um, but this is wise. Nana is fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the thing is, we try to keep some pace going while we're talking. Like, we get to the end of the recording and it's... It's never like, oh, we just got way off on this huge tangent that felt completely irrelevant and we just, we need to rein ourselves in more. We'll always get to it and be like, there's like some, maybe some like places where we could have tightened it up a little, but like, I don't feel bad about anything we talked about. Yeah. That was, and we're, we're constantly aware that we are skipping over other stuff that we could talk about, but we want to hone in on like key things. We want to break down like. Really important I've, conversations.
0: I refuse to believe there's things you are skipping.
1: <laughs> there is a version of the podcast where you go like chapter by chapter and you're doing page by page reads of how stuff is laid out. Because there are often times where we will be like, we are going to specifically break down how like the, the miscommunication is happening between characters here. It's a thing that is going to, like, continue to recur, Mm -hmm. but every single time that that happens and we get the layering of the reasons why people aren't saying... Because, you know, there's this whole trope that exists in a lot of romance that people, like, uh, denigrate of, like, oh, if people just got together and talked about what they were actually feeling, what actually happened, it would clear all of this up, and then there wouldn't be any drama. And Nana, again and again makes clear the reasons why even when people go and talk to each other they're not saying the whole thing or they're not fully going into it because there's all these other layers of the things that you have that you're worried about or the things that you're trying to do to be a good friend to this other person even though it's actually backfiring that you're doing this instead of just being honest but like you still feel like you should be doing this from what limited stuff you know all of that is very clear and there's like parts where we break that down but well, we're not going to do it every single conversation that it comes up in. But we, like, really wanted to break down a key moment of it to, th- like, make it clear how she does this.
0: A thing that had not crossed my mind until now as we're talking about it is that these are all double-length chapters, too. You know? Yeah. That, like, six six chapters of Nana is 12 chapters of anything else. Yeah. um, So.
1: <clears throat> yeah, six chapters of Nana is only a little bit less than the, like, ten chapters that we've been reading of Ikokuniki. Yeah.
0: So. Um. Oh, yeah, there's a, there's also just, like, a density of stuff on a, any page of Nana that is, like, not there in, say, Ikokuniki. Like, Ikokuniki yeah. d- goes for, like, you know, close-ups, three-panel page, you know? Yeah. Whereas Nana, like, even when there's a, like, you know, three panels on a page, it's, like, oh, well, there's a million things happening in each yeah. panel, you know? Yeah.
1: Each of those panels has, like, five or six word balloons that are, like... uh uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of... And, I mean, I, I think we're probably going to stick to one volume. We'll see as we get later. Because there is a part where the pace of chapters does pick up a little bit. It becomes mm-hmm. a little less dense.
0: I think I need to push through to to that. Because I think part of the reason I've slowed down on reading Nana is because it is so dense um and i think i just like it just never it never feels light to me the reason i put it off so much is because it just never feels like oh i'm just gonna pick up some nana and unwind it always feels like heavy
1: yeah you know you're gonna get like shin being abused for like three pages yeah interspersed right with like you know uh Nana talking about, like, how her trauma is holding her back from doing something, mm-hmm. while Hachi is, like, worried that, you know, yeah.
0: There's a sort of, like, relentless downer nature to the volumes that I've been in that was... Earlier on, it was more lightheartedness and, you know, heavy stuff mixed together, whereas, like, since... um. Since they moved out of each other's place, you know, spoilers for Nana, whatever, um, it feels like just sort of relentlessly dark, you know?
1: I mean, there's still funny bits. Though. There's always yeah. funny bits. No, no, I'm not saying...
0: But yeah. I'm not saying there's not. I'm saying, like, the feeling of it, you know, especially, like, as I'm trying to, like, you know, kind of tell myself, I gotta, I gotta read this, I gotta just... Especially I've been like halfway finished with it For like over a year and it's like I will feel better if I can get this off my plate You know kind of the same Persona 4 thing You know Which I now I just make it sound like All your favorite things are such <laughs> burdens For me to read Oh I am so burdened That's not how I meant that to come out
1: We gotta do like Some old thing that's gonna get the start I thought we were doing that right now. No, it's still like because that's all tied to me talking about ghost divers and all that stuff.